Mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! It is 
episode two, three, as in uh, one shy of two dozen, episode 23 of Beard Talk Live. Uh, I think the date is already embedded in the show title. We'll find out eventually. Yeah. Sometime in January. I remember that. It's like the, was it the 20th or something? I don't know. What does the computer say? 21st? Well, yeah. I would like to start this show by congratulating Joe Biden on avoiding the acts of his vice president for one day. (laughs) What? What? I mean, Hmm? at some point they are going to get rid of Joe Biden. That's kind of the impression I I got. They're not even trying really hard to cover up uh, the... uh, those documents. And I mean, usually anything Joe Biden does just disappears under the carpet before he even knew he did it. <laughs> like, did you see those newscasts where, like, they were very obviously using a green screen, but they pretended that wasn't what was happening? Uh-huh. Like, it's this. Oh, well, it's just him getting on a, on his, on his helicopter. But the thing is, they're not trusting that, like decrepit insane thing to like get his head near a bunch of chopping blades so they green screened the whole thing they green screen a lot of his speeches he's got a he's got like a fake oval office i'm told inside (laughs) the white house well that figures yeah well, I mean, I mean, I would. What would you need a fake one for if you've got the real one? No. Because you might have fucked up the real one and not want well, anyone to know that you did that. I'm I under the impression. And, you know, if you have an unlimited, if you can steal an unlimited amount of other people's money, I guess you can just spend it on whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm under the impression that there's a replica Oval Office uh, in a bunker somewhere so that... Uh, you well, know, I'm e- sure they're in several bunkers. Uh, yeah. So isn't that nice? If the politicians get us all fucking killed, they survive. Yep. Yeah, no. That's the plan. They place the order. We pay the price. Same as it ever was. Same, Same as, as it, it ever, was. ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same Kes- as it say? ever was. <laughs> this is not my beautiful uncensored live internet stream (laughs) this is not my beautiful giant viking (laughs) (laughs) this is not someone named nobody no this is somebody Uh named nobody and the days go by how did we get here (laughs) well well it it happens the beards come together once more to form mecca beard Uh, last episode, we we engaged in a little more of a sciencey topic. Mm. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this one because uh, science, baby, because science, right? Uh, you know, and I, I I don't think that I'm convinced is a good argument. Just saying, it's like, well, it makes sense to me. Well, I mean, okay. it depends on how care much you care. to explain to the rest of the class how it doesn't have any math to it? It, <laughs> it depends on how much you care about other people's opinion. Generally, yeah. if I'm convinced and everybody else thinks I'm batshit crazy, I just write that up as snafu and go about my business. <laughs> yeah, but if you're trying to convince someone, that's not the way to do it. 
Yeah, but that's why I usually don't try and convince people of things. First small modular nuclear reactor certified for use in the United States. Nice. First small modular nuclear reactor? Certified for use in the United States. I'm Fuck not yeah. even trying to convince the Branch Covidians anymore. Right. Um, all, all I tell them is, is when they start babbling on, I tell them, I think you better sign up for the new Daily Booster. Because, um, <laughs> you know, if they keep taking those things every day, sooner or later, they're going to die. Mm. <laughs> so I honestly wonder if, like, later boosters are like, oh, shit, um... So we need to give them this to suppress the overabundance of spike proteins we just gave right, them? Yeah, yeah. Or do they just let that ride and see who dies? Um, I I don't know. It's, it is Oh, you don't know what's in them? Interesting You, question. me, and everybody else in the entire fucking well, world. I mean, you can find out what's in them. It's on the, it's on the label. Okay, but knowing the comp chemical composition of a substance and knowing what it will do once it's inside the human body, oh, those are two very different Do you know things. what's on the label? This Lies? part left intentionally blank. That is literally what is on the label. On the uh, pamphlet yeah. inside yeah, the of the part it. where yeah. it's supposed the to tell you what's in, in it. in the vaccine? Yes. Yeah. The part where it's supposed <laughs> to tell you what's in it, this page left intentionally blank. Did you see that in person, or or did you see it on the net? No, hell no. I'm not getting within uh, within any distance of those terrifying things. I saw it on the net. Like, okay. I don't like the fact that I have probably walked into a building with them. No, I would have to. I, I go to uh, pharmacists. Like, no, I, ugh, I don't know what those things are. I literally, mm. it would not surprise me. Because, like, the people that they put on this is ridiculous. Why did you put people whose... Sole focus is manufacturing nanobots on a vaccine project. So at this point, mm. nothing would really surprise me. Wait, who's fo who was focused on uh, nanobots? <sighs> I had the documents at, at one point. Um, uh, Zero Hedge published them at one point. Uh, but yeah, the, this guy like details the entire thing. And says, okay, here's this person on this project. You can find it here. Here's this person on this project. You can find it here. That like, it is, uh, it, it is a rogues gallery that they put on this thing. So hmm. at this point, its effects, uh, uh, there's literally nothing that could surprise me as to what this thing does. Yeah. Well, I figure it probably at least at least in the early use it doesn't seem to be that much worse than the disease although uh the the disease seems to kill somewhere between um two tenths of a percent and four tenths of a percent oh i would it's a very low rate i would take yeah. 10 of the disease over one of the vacs like honestly, this was the well, kindest disease humanity's ever had. Probably won't even make you aware of their presence. <laughs> I mean, no, these I'm things so are very, very small. They can slip right through your paper math. I'll take ten variants then, over one of the uh, one of the vaccine because the vaccine appears to be killing people who are you know healthy. 
Yeah. Like the the disease, the okay, there were two well, things that, that were weird. The that, that was the symptoms strange. and the fact that it left kids alone. Like mm-hmm. the two things that were weird about this disease were that you lost your sense of smell and taste and mm-hmm. that it wasn't killing kids cuz flus kill kids. Yeah. Have we reached well, the point? Well, it's not a flu, it's a coronavirus, so it's more like a cold than a flu. Have we reached the point? But colds kill kids. Do they? Yes. I've never heard of anybody dying of a cold. Well, oh, it's, yeah. It, it's pretty rare. I mean, people die of the flu all the time, so, mm. you know. I mean, technically, my wife died of a yeast infection, so if things aren't working, she was in the middle of going through chemotherapy, right. and so her immune system wasn't working, yeah. and apparently a yeast infection can actually get into your blood. Yeah, um, that sucks. And at, at that point, she was just like, I'm not going back into the hospital. Hospital, sign me up for hospice. Have we reached the point, even with the government's own numbers, where the number of people that died from getting COVID is now less than the number of people who have died from getting the vaccine? Well, we can't possibly know that. But even with the government's Uh, own numbers. We literally cannot possibly know either of those. The thing is, you don't know what the government numbers mean, because... You don't know if these people died of COVID, died with COVID, or died of the vaccine after testing positive for COVID. So far as I know, the government has admitted no set of numbers for people who have died from the vaccine. So far as I know, they have not said, here's the set of numbers. They haven't really admitted that it has occurred. They have to some extent. To some extent. They have started an investigation, but interestingly enough, they're not investigating why athletic teenagers are dying of heart attacks. They're uh, they're investigating peak physical form. Right. uh, Geriatric people uh, seem to have an increase in strokes. Yeah. Um, after after they take yeah that came out uh, anybody over uh, was it sixty eight years old or something in that in that group like if they had uh, the the vaccine I think specifically the Pfizer uh, hmm, I'm trying to remember the sub uh, category of the Pfizer shot hmm. but uh, any, oh the BioNTech but uh, yes but there was another word attached to it so at any rate people who got the vaccine uh, and were over uh, six to eight years of age, uh, they've actually asked like people to stop giving people that vaccine in that age group until they investigate this thing, this point of data that might not indicate anything, but it might be something, and so they must investigate it. Is but it's related to stroke. Yeah, so uh, a, a it's number... related to so, strap? Stroke. So, yeah, the stroke. official yeah. numbers are zero. Right. The official yeah. admitted numbers of people who have died from the vaccine are zero. Well, actually, the Maybe official number is no way. comment. Yeah, because yeah. they haven't they they have stopped saying that you're crazy if you think the vaccine might have any side effects, even <laughs> though it has it had only existed for two months. Yeah, before everybody who wasn't convinced that it was completely benign suddenly went insane. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nothing like uh, government shoving shit down your throat to make you feel like an obedient worker. Want this? You know? yeah. Do yeah. it! Yeah. Yeah. We're giving it to you for free! Look, we'll give you a donut. 
We'll buy you a beer. Go just get, get the goddamn food. Do it. Do Actually, it. when they do it to me, it just makes me think about how satisfying it was when I studied <laughs> martial arts and I got a perfect punch right in the nose and the guy just crumpled. <laughs> That'll happen. It gives me absolutely no desire to obey. Yeah. I am glad that 20% of us chose not to get this thing. I did not get it. And uh, I got the COVID, but I did not get the shot because I had the COVID was done with it before the shot was even a thing. They were just talking about it when I got it. Mm-hmm. And so I got over it. And then they're like, okay, everybody get the thing. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I already had the disease but and got over it. Did you forget so, how this works? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, and there were like, and people, they were trotting people out on the television and the radio and everywhere going, well, even if you've had it and got over it, we still recommend that you get the shot. Like, go fuck yourself. That's the craziest thing for a new shot, especially, because when you come up with a new drug, you don't know what, uh, you know, you don't know how many people are going to tolerate it because their, their, their groups are like 30,000. Yeah. Um, so and some of the some of the vaccine groups, uh, vaccine test groups actually had less than two thousand uh, participants in each group. Yeah. Um, and and the way uh, they rolled it, it, it out, it's, it's fundamentally insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have most likely the thing that's going around. So even if it was perfectly safe, putting a vaccine in you is introducing a variable. You don't know how that's going to interact with what your body's already doing because it's all variables. It changes. It it's a dynamic process. So if you're introducing a new variable, you're increasing the chances that something goes wrong, and drastically increasing the chances that something goes disastrously wrong. And that's for the safe ones. And the way that they rolled it out too, with this like, well, we're going to prevent you from suing if something should go wrong. We're going to give these guys this shield of government. Where if something goes wrong with these these vaccines, that uh, you're not going to be able to take legal action against them. And mm-hmm. the thing is, that doesn't that doesn't even make sense as a matter of of public policy. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. it, it it just doesn't. If I was going in to take, especially a new drug, yeah. and somebody said, "Okay, we're telling people they can throw us an extra five bucks when they when they pick up." And then if it causes people uh, and then whatever money we gather through that will be divided amongst the donors uh, who actually get a vaccine injury. Because, I mean, there are times when it would happen when it could. I mean, if you're if your disease has a death death rate of five percent and the vaccine kills one of the people or 1% of the people who take it just knocks them dead instantly. Yeah. Um then it would make sense to to take that one in a one in a 100 chance. Like, like yeah. here's of what dying. if that's what you're if that's what you're facing. Honestly, I still But you still, have to trust the numbers. I yet. honestly I I don't do vaccines. Like I say what I've got you need plenty to of do, vaccines in me. I mean, like, I I had you know shots as a kid, and then I I had uh, I I attended a uh, we'll call it a government uh, facilitated thing once upon a time, and and uh, they gave me prison or the military. Uh, neither. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad, but it was uh, another government program that I don't want to give any press to uh, that I participated in. And part of that was like, oh, let's make sure you have all your shots. And so I got whatever the hell they fucking gave me at that point. I don't even know what it was. I didn't understand, you know, the science behind Standard it. Standard school just like, battery oh, and all that. Yeah, all that yeah. kind of shit. Uh, and I did have a, a slight reaction to the one that they gave me for TB. And by slight reaction, I mean that like my arm just welted up where they gave me the shot a little bit, and mm. so they just put me in a That's room. That's normal. For they TB. just put they just put me in a room for you know a couple two three hours, and then they were like, "No, you're fine. Go ahead. You're good." I'm like, "Oh, okay." You know. I've considered getting that one. The TB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. Based on having those, and then when this thing rolled out with like its built-in government shield from you know lawsuits, yeah. like first of all, as a free market absolutist, uh, how how many jobs did they take away from aspiring attorneys and uh, crappy television commercial producers, mm-hmm. taking away their opportunity to go? You can join the class action lawsuit at 1-800-VACCINE-DEATH mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Well, you know, think it, about the commercials you would see on TV for, uh, you know, this type of a thing. They've right. taken away, mm-hmm. you know, the monetary value of people to do that. How many lawyers are sitting there going, you know, if that thing didn't have that super government legal protection shield that they gave it when they rolled it out, uh, we could all be raking in the dough with some lawsuits here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's yep. absolutely crazy. The biggest thing to me though was just the whole the whole thing about a month within I, I within the first 2 weeks or month that this thing was available. Yeah. Oh, I They're do have a already telling you we are confident that this thing has absolutely no side effects. And I'm like, well, if you're confident about that for a drug that's existed for less than 30 days on the fucking market, you're a jackass, and I don't want anything to do with it. I don't even get software that's less than 30 days old on the market. I wait yeah. until the you know the 1.2 or the 1.5 or the 2.0, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Truth so, be told, I do, but I just leave both versions installed okay. until I'm ready to. Uh, so I do have, uh, uh, I just remembered I did have uh, confirmation on the, the reason that I said that it was true that they had the this part left intentionally blank. Uh, I had confirmation on that. They, uh, there was someone who administered them. It's like, yeah, yeah, they did. They, well, they the, had that. The reason that I ask about that is usually if they say, uh, that something is intentionally blank. It's a black. It's a blank page in a non-blank book. They they don't mark blank books. Every page is is intentionally well, left blank. Right. Yeah. But I don't know how fast the, or how I don't know if this was all of them or some of them. But at some point they were rolling these things out so fast that they had not bothered to put the description of the thing in it. Yeah. That kind of tells you all you need to know. I didn't think that was legal. Uh, well, emergency authorization. Yeah. Emergency use authorization. Mm-hmm. Like Now, the good news is their liability shield is not com- complete. And if we... Uh, if it can be well, yeah, that's just so demonstrated they can, they can that they engaged them. in actual fraud, 
Well, no. The the reason that the uh, protections are incomplete is so that the government can strong arm the pharmaceutical companies into donating more to their re-election campaigns after all the fucking money they raked in. Well, sort mm, of. Quite possible. So the thing is, pharmaceuticals is just uh, a very large and very uh, trusted branch. Yeah. Trusted now, fuckers. Uh, branch mm. of the of the who? oil companies. It's still big oil. It's just mm-hmm. this is their like priesthood face. Um, I don't. I mean, they may share some investors. No, no, no. But- no, pharmaceutical products like the 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 vast majority of them still are, and they all started out as petroleum products. Um, there, you change the oil well, in order to synthesize. Like, no, that's that's how we learned chemical synthesis. Was that no. um, uh, John D. Rockefeller okay. uh, got together like this unbelievable team of scientists and engineers to figure out how to th- synthesize like every single uh, chemical using oil products. So that was where we figured out, you, oh, well, here's how you build what? a serotonin because... mo- uh, uh, molecule out of it, mm-hmm. and then you do this to put this on top of it, and that we learned we all might, of that from, from uh, changing wanna, oil. want to look this up, because the, the strange thing is oil is basically, as I understand it, a hydrocarbon, mm-hmm. which means that there would be two elements in it. In a perfect hydrocarbon, there are two elements, carbon and hydrogen. Um, and having seen a, uh, you know, my father's a pharmacist, mm-hmm. um, and drugs contain a lot more elements than hydrogen and uh and uh, carbon. Um, I mean, right. for one thing, they contain the thing. a lot of, uh, uh, some of the things contain some things that are really concerning, like mm-hmm. aluminum, uh, which is in a lot of vaccines. And I'm not technically anti-vax. Um, I'm anti- This vax. I'm anti yeah. you yeah. anybody trying to bully me into doing anything, right. because the I only have two- uh, two working, uh, two things that I've done successfully in that situation, and those were kick the shit out of them and leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Government was acting like uh, like a, a an armed uh, drug dealer, right? Like, come on, you want to take it? You know, I've you want to take it. it. Like they're their own Everybody's cliche from an after school yeah. special. Yeah, it's like, like I've never actually met that guy, but man, he was on those after school specials. And yeah, that's exactly what the government was in this. They were that yeah. guy. They were that guy. And and the amazing thing is, they're they're actually a lot worse than uh, any of the drug dealers that I've had. Because like when I when I did my crack smoking experiment, um. Like two months before I, before I, uh, I, I ended up dropping the acid and getting clean. Uh, the I was buying it from this Rasta guy, and he was just like, "Rich, this is not the drug for you. You don't want to do this. You want, you know." Every time I showed up to buy something from him, he'll, he'd be like, "What the fuck are you thinking?" <laughs> Good question. Uh, so here- no, uh, so here's the thing with it. Uh, since it is all hydrocarbons, they 
they were working with the same substance, so they figured out how to like heat it in just the right way and swing it around in just the right way so that they could move around all the bits. So like, okay, well, if you need to put that piece of aluminum here, here's how to you know walk these hydrocarbons well, you over. You can move them around, exactly. but you can't make aluminum out of hydrogen and carbon. You have to make right. it out of aluminum. Right, but <laughs> synthesizing molecules started out as a petrochemical process and most of it still is petrochemical uh, synthesis hmm. so it's all it, it's it may be, oil derivatives but i would be very i it, and i may be wrong but i would be very surprised if it turned out that the oil co companies were the primary owners of the uh well they're the ones pharmaceutical they're companies. the ones that completely opened the market and it's quite provable as far as uh, so um john d rockefeller used all of his wealth uh, mm -hmm. in philanthropy, keeping open all of these uh, uh, all of these hospitals and uh, doctor training and all of that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he used all of his political influence to destroy every path of medicine that wasn't prescribing petrochemicals because mm -hmm. that's how he got rid of his, you know, waste parts. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very strange. What uh, the the. One problem that I have that I don't think gets talked about, it did a little bit, like, as it was going on, we're talking about the propagandemic, the COVID madness. The one thing that I, I don't get is, when did everybody in the United, no, the fucking world, decide that government is their doctor? Um, the fuck did that happen? It's, it's actually a, a new thing. I mean, when I think back to my general impressions um, when I was a kid, you would always be hearing leftists complaining about big pharma and they're ripping you off and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And they're lying to you and they need the government telling them what to do. And then for some reason, um, when this particular thing came around, I don't know if it was a side effect of Trump derangement syndrome, because I also noticed that they just assumed that anybody who was not like all in on trusting every crook politician and uh, and uh, con man in, in the country, they just assumed, well, if you don't believe everything the government says, you must have voted for Trump. Right. Yeah. Um, which. Uh, well, as far as the modern side of it, uh, Obamacare, very specifically, they lied baldly to the American public about specifically. I mean, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Here is government uh, medicine. Yeah, I remember those echoes. And the public swallowed the fact that that was bullshit. And didn't call them on the fact that, yeah. no, that's not how yep. this works at all. Y'all motherfuckers still on a single-payer fucking system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what so, amazes but, but me like, is what, when what, I what see black it. folks arguing for single-payer. Yeah. Because oh I'm like, God. I'm Any thinking, folks arguing for Jesus, single you've seen the quality of the of the uh, of the uh, freaking law enforcement when you get for you fucking, get from the government, fucking, they're shooting you down in the streets like dogs. So now you want to give them another opportunity if the cop misses to kill you with a shot, so nobody even knows. Yeah, uh, hold that for just a minute. Uh, Six zero three. What? 
283-6160. I just, you know, it, we're a half hour into the thing. We have, like, giving out the phone number. Oh, yeah. We're it is a call-in call show. show. <laughs> you want to join us, comment on anything we're saying, 603-283-6160. If you've been listening, obviously, this is the uncensored internet stream, so we can... Fuck s- censorship and fuck the fucking fuckers who censor. And so we should get that out of you the know, way. You know, every time we? I hear FCC, I do say fuck in my head. Every Ooh. time. Should we do the seven words? I believe so. All right. Uh, shit, shit, piss, piss fuck, fuck, cunt, cunt cocksucker, motherfucker, motherfucker, and tits. All right. We've gotten that out of the way. Uh, who are you? Pickless Mountaineer. Who the fuck are you? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Does anybody? Huh? Does anybody? I don't. I think nobody knows. Are you anybody? I don't think I'm anybody. Are you somebody? <laughs> Wait, if nobody knows who I am and I'm nobody, that would be great. Well, know thyself. Are you everybody? I'm every woman in the world <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my fantasy. Fucking like air, air, air supply, right? Wasn't that air supply? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I know this fucking shit? Actually, there's a song of uh, theirs I really want to do a parody of. Which song? Um, it, well, the song is called making love out of nothing at all. Okay. Wait. Cause I also have a parody that I, that I want to do for this. So I want to hear your idea Ooh. first. The, the parody of the song is it's basically about having sex in space and I don't know how to do it. Making love weighing nothing at all. Weighing nothing <laughs> at all. Uh, my, mine's uh, slightly more. Uh, it's along the same lines. It's also a sexual parody, but it just goes, uh, uh, suck me off while you're cupping my balls. Suck me off while you're cupping my balls. Suck me off. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So Interesting. I've never actually made that one. That was just the chorus idea. I did get uh, some friends of mine in a, a band in Seattle called Buttafuco. Butterfuka. Yeah, that's the name of their band. Great nice. fucking name. Fucked up. Uh, they uh, they but they did Fuka, just like that the verse of it. The guy who fucked the teenager on Long Island and his wife. You're got thinking shot? of Joey Butterfuka, uh, and he spelled his last name slightly differently than this band spelled their name. But uh, oh, yeah, it came out right about that time. That's when they sort of started. That was a big name in the news, and they're like, we should call our band Butterfuka. <clears throat> and so they did. Um, one of my favorite. I think even then I wasn't paying attention to the news. One of my favorite songs of theirs is a song called uh, "I Love You So Fucking Much I Could Shit." Nice. It's a really good song. Hmm. At any rate, I, I'm sure you've heard. Uh, uh, what the fuck is their name? The government totally sucks. A motherfucker. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. That's mm. yeah. We actually had played them on an episode of Beard Talk Live. Maybe it was one of the ones you weren't on. It's possible. I've I, how many have I missed? Like two or three? Mm, I think it's probably been like four. Hmm. I can barely keep count of which episode it is, let alone how many you Oop. are in our twenty three, right? That. Yep. Well, and let's that's do my lucky number. My first girlfriend was twenty three. Oh, nice. Let's do this uh, beard talk live. Who the fuck is this? It's uh, Zephin. Zephin. How the fuck is that are from you? Cochran? Uh, good. How are you guys doing? Good. Hang on, I'm gonna turn you up just a little bit. Right. Oh, you're you're one of the new movers. You've I know. Met, I mean, I've been Zephin. here for a while. Z- mm. Yeah. 
Isn't he the guy that reads the the stuff for the that the laws? Yeah, he are, reads all re- of review. The stuff. What's the what do you yeah. call that? Uh, the the bill review. The yeah. review. Yeah. For yeah, NHL. I've done, uh, I've done 275 this session, and so, uh, you know I'm just getting started. It, it's Jesus, it's man. his candy. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Hey, I, like everyone has a special treat for him. It's sweet, sweet bill review. I'm thankful yeah, my, my that you are here. Good. Uh, my least favorite part about bill review is that I only get to do it uh, once once a year, basically, and for a short period of time. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. Really? When, when you do bill review, do you have to view the bill one time and then come back later and review the bill? So that's um, yeah. They're really I viewing the bills, not reviewing them. Well, <laughs> I viewed so it again actually, in my head and thought, "Does that make any sense?" You do actually review the bills uh, in addition to viewing the bills. Uh, there's a uh, there's a form that they have you fill out after you're done viewing it, because uh, where essentially mm-hmm. you like check off um, a bunch of different things, like oh. Does this protect rights? Does this eliminate rights? Does this increase regulation? Does they are government. They must have forms just laying around. <laughs> <laughs> if it's one thing they can be relied upon, it's unnecessary forms. They're going to have to take out a lot of fucking trees if they're going to get back on schedule with the polar bear extermination project. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, just another complete failure for them. That's true. Polar yeah. bears are doing great. I wonder if Zephan called for a specific reason or not. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about the uh, testimony yesterday with uh, Defend the Guard. I don't know if you guys have talked about that yet. The testimony with mm-hmm. what? Defend, uh, the, the, guard. defend the guard. Bill. Oh, okay. The uh, groovy. I didn't know that was being debated yesterday. Yeah, See, for- it sucks not living with Ian anymore because I used to always know what was happening, and now I never do. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you're finally on signal, so that's good. Yeah, it's true. That's where I find out about all this stuff. Yeah. See, yeah. I I get like ten new spammers a day. Each on Signal and tem- Telegram. Wow. I don't know why. But okay. Wait, I've never gotten a spammer is? on Signal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play layperson. What is the Defend the Guard bill? Okay. Uh, Defend the Guard says that you can't send the National Guard of this state anywhere unless there's a, a war declared. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Just that much. That's it. You can't send them anywhere. Or you can't send them anywhere outside the country. Yeah, anywhere outside, uh, anywhere outside the country. Okay, unless war is declared. Yeah, because it, it basically the, uh, forces uh, Congress to adhere to its constitutional mandate if if it wants to send uh, if the executive wants to send. <laughs> it's so to funny God. that they so they need to pass another thing to make sure they do the thing that was specifically <laughs> ascribed in the first place. Well, they have to pass a thing because <laughs> they haven't been doing that thing. One of the most important powers of Congress was to declare war and to conclude peace. So they wrote down a bunch Um, of words and said, do this thing. And when it didn't work, they decided that the way to make that work was to write mm. down more words on paper. Do the exact same thing that didn't work in the first place? 
Well, um, these are more specific words that um, that I think will have some these words are better. immediate impact. And we'll well, have they're also not being judged life. by the federal Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so we're talking about the, the, the what the New Hampshire, whatever you call it, subsection of the National Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my favorite part about uh, about it was the testimony, because uh, as Lee mentioned in his testimony, um, the only two people that spoke out against it were basically both, uh, you know, military industrial complex people. <laughs> um, and then all of the people that spoke in favor of it were peace activists and uh, and veterans. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was uh, it was a pretty stark contrast. And uh you know, I, I was really happy to see a turnout like this uh, for, for this specific bill because I, I personally think that uh, if there's one guiding uh, principle in libertarianism besides, you know, the non-aggression principle, which mm -hmm. sort of ties in with this anyway, um, it's peace. You know, yeah. we are a people of peace. Mm -hmm. And um, and I saw that yesterday and I was really touched by it. Nice. What, uh, who do you think won the, the opinion in the, uh, the testimony you saw? Oh, I mean, definitely, definitely us. I mean, because, uh, because a lot of the points that they brought up were refuted, uh, multiple times by multiple people. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was sort of like we were pummeling them into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically mm -hmm. best case scenario, um, it gets an OTP recommendation, which means ought to pass. Uh, so when things go into committee in New Hampshire, um, they could either give it a uh, ought to pass or an inexpedient to legislature. Does it go and, to the uh, itty bitty titty committee? <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's when that's when it gets to the Senate. I just uh, never get to say Senate. that when we do the radio. I can only say it on the uncensored show. And somebody else said committee earlier, and I immediately thought about the itty bitty titty committee or the IBTC, as they're more commonly oh, referred to. I, I haven't said the words. Uh, it's uh, shit, piss, cunt, fuck, cocksuck, girl, motherfucker, and tits. Those uh, are the seven it. words, yes. Yeah, so maybe All work right, on the order right. a little bit later, but yes, those are the seven <laughs> words. Well done. Thanks. Um, but, but yeah, so, um, and so that's the best case scenario is that it's going to get an OTP, meaning that uh, uh, the House um, members will look at it and be like, oh, okay, I should vote yes in favor of this bill. Uh, worst case scenario gets an ITL recommendation, but uh, we'll get a minority report, uh, which basically means that uh, people on the committee that are friendly to the bill, which is uh, several, because I know we have several free, free staters on that committee. They'll all um, be tried and we'll, convicted for pre-crime? <laughs> <laughs> you said minority report. I had to throw it in there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and and so they'll write that, and then and then that report will be accessible to uh, uh, to the house. So so they'll still so either way, um, you know, it's it's going to be good for the bill moving forward. I think. Yeah, it's it's a straight up moral call. Are you going to be moral or not? Are you going to send people to their death for profits that you're not even getting to really enjoy? Yes, they are, and they not only. Do they well, intend to? They've done it before. And on a federal level, we know for sure that'll happen. But on a state level, it's possible to get enough of them because we have this like wide representation that you can actually get some representatives that actually represent people some of the time. 
Yeah. And this is, uh, this is actually a bipartisan initiative. Um, right after the testimony yesterday, uh, I was talking to uh, one of my professors at the law school about it. Um, and he used to serve on the board of the New Hampshire ACLU and uh, the, and the uh, national ACLU. Mm-hmm. And I told him about it. I told him about how the West Virginia ACLU supported this. And, uh, and he told me to send the documents his way and that he talked to the New Hampshire ACLU about uh, uh, writing support about it. So this isn't like just a fringe free state or, uh, or Republican issue. This is something that um, I think has broad support uh, across oh, yeah, the- both parties. Oh yeah, there's uh, there was this map of the of the country where they showed like okay, this many are are just introducing it this year, this many are introducing it again, but have in the past, and like it's it's sweeping the country, like this mm-hmm. is a, a great and very popular idea, and and especially because exactly like this one, it's a bunch of national guardsmen going, hey, this is correct, this is absolutely like yeah, I served at this point. This is exactly what you should be doing with us is keep us here unless there's a war declared. Like, okay, come on guys. If there's an actual nation threatening this place, it's not that hard to get a war declared. But if there's not, then there's all these like sneaky bullshit that just spend human lives to acquire resources and position for those in power. Yeah, and I think a lot of National Guard's uh, men and women feel cheated, too, because they um, they were Signed told up that, to guard uh, the, the nation. The reason, right, yeah, and to uphold the Constitution. And yet, um, you know, they, they make up 20% of the deaths um, abroad, uh, you know, National Guard's people. Um, and, uh, and it's not even constitutional for them to die, <laughs> you know? Yeah, when people t- start talking about their service and... And you know you can tell they're angling for a for a thank you. It's like, well, I would say thank you for your service, but you're also the muscle that's prevented us from escaping the tyrants. Yeah. So, uh, so fuck you for your service. Yeah. I wish that. I honestly, I say I'm sorry for your service. Look, the people mm-hmm. that survive yeah. this are the lucky ones. I mean, the fact is, this is a yeah. human sacrifice ritual. Like, instead of picking this individual to die at this place in time, they go, okay, we'll grab this handful of individuals, put them in this place where there's this probability that they'll die. Yeah, there's... Yeah. I just, I'm disgusted by the whole empire thing. And, you know, if you do the thing that I like to do, which is uh, anytime you see the word national, you replace it with government, the National Guard becomes the government guard. Yeah. And, you know, they're guarding the government from us, not guarding us from the government. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, and they're guarding the property issue. of the government. Right. And the ability to rule the world of the government. They're enforcing the concept of nation, which definitely is government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a whole separate issue is that the National Guard, um, well, and all standing armies for that matter, shouldn't exist because uh, the purpose of the National Guard was to basically be the militia, and the militia is supposed to comprise of the whole people, uh, not just a select few, of, um, a select few that uh, voluntarily sign up, you know, for, uh, yeah, that, you know, for education that benefits was one or the, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that most was people aren't going to sign up for military service unless there's actually somebody to fight. 
Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, one of the weirdest fucking things was hearing the word militia said in front of these people. Because, like, they are literally the state. Like, they're these are representatives <laughs> and stuff. And, right, like, yeah. you're not allowed to say that fucking word because they're yeah. illegal in this state. It is on yeah. the books that we are not allowed to have something that looks like a militia. Um, but they can. Well, but, yeah. yeah, and what that's exactly the weird thing is there is that's forbid. what they think the guard is, huh? What exactly does that law forbid? Oh, like uh, use uh, the word uh, militaristic style uniforms, like uh, so you couldn't have a military academy in right. New Hampshire. What about the Cub Scouts and shit, man? Like, <laughs> well, quiet well, you. What about it? What if I just wanted to, on my own volition, dress up in military that garb would, and and go to the range with a bunch of other people that, that would be illegal. Decided to do it? That what would if, be illegal. Yeah. If it was a real uniform, it would be it illegal. If oh you, no! If, if it you was, just if made it was, something that looked like a uniform, no, no, it's no. just funny clothes. No, that that I, funny clothes are illegal under New Hampshire state law. It's fucking stupid. That, that seems like I'd a freedom like of expression issue. Of this thing. Uh, I'll grab it. Yeah, if if I go down to the uh, to the thrift store and I pick up a used, you know, army green wool trench coat for seven bucks, and I start wearing it around town, you know, am I illegal? No. <laughs> but the second that you do it around now, yeah, if someone else has the same style of trench like coat two, on. Five? Too late. Yeah, I'm sorry. To prison with the both of you. Zephan, what was your question? Oh, well, like how many how many people do we even need to constitute a militia? Like, yeah, Two. because like you said, if it's just okay, yeah. So, because yeah, if it's just one person in military garb, that's one thing. But if it's me and Lee walking down the street, and we just happen to be wearing the same clothes and didn't even they realize they can throw us like in jail week. for it. Wow. Yeah. Well, See, they can't throw you in jail for just wearing the same clothes. Yeah, they they can well, if they're well, military well, we clothes. Both, we both open carry too, so that's that that's sort of uh, mm. you know that's that that's sort of implied. God, um, I miss open carrying. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I I love it. Um, you know, being moving from California to here, I think it's been one of my favorite things besides the community. I love uh, I love just uh, you know. Getting, uh, you know, putting apples in a bag at the grocery store and people just like looking over at me and, and, and like looking up rates for uh, U-Haul to move to Massachusetts. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, I had some great, great conversations with, with people. Uh, no. I remember walking through oh, yeah. a, a laundry, laundry, uh, laundromat for some reason. I don't even know why I was there, but I'm walking through a, a laundromat and there's this, um, like middle-aged black lady sitting on, on, on a bench and she's like, are you a bounty hunter? And I'm like, no, I'm a computer <laughs> programmer. And she said, oh, and, and that. you have to carry a gun? I said, well, I don't have to, but it doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that that's the thing is that in New Hampshire, I've only had positive reactions with people. Um, like, you know, people... People come up to me and they're like, oh, thanks for carrying. Or they're like, oh, hey, you know, look at I'm carrying too. And they're like, uh, concealed carrying. <laughs> yep. um, and, and so it just shows the very gun-friendly culture because there are other states that allow for open carry but do not have the gun-friendly culture that New Hampshire has, yeah. like, uh, um, like Nevada. Right. Like I was open carrying in Nevada in uh, uh, Vegas. And, uh, and I tried to go into the, uh, uh, the casinos. 
and they said that they uh, have policies against it, like not even government mandated because, you know, it, it's, mm. it's Nevada and you can open carry anywhere there. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's, it's, uh, it's policy that they, you know, put on themselves. Um, and you and you could tell just walking down the street that, uh, you know, like it's not, it's not something that people, uh, like to see. Meanwhile here, you know, like I said, you have people mm. that thank you, or you have people that are like, Oh, like, what is that? You know? Oh, that's, that's cool. I've got a blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's just yeah. way different here. Although, you know, you definitely get people thanking you, and and that did, um, that did happen. What I found out um, after I stopped uh, carrying is there were a few people who actually resented it, but mm. they never mentioned it. Um, mm. Maybe because they, I, th I think what it is, is leftists are like frustrated mass murderers and yeah. they're always thinking, God, if I had a gun, I'd shoot so many fucking people that they just know, assume right? that anybody who has a gun is going to go out and play mm. psycho killer. Seriously. I mean, but th those are the right kind of people to take off. Right. I mean, I always <laughs> tell people this. I'm like, I'm like, if there's a. Uh, if there's like a place that I could pick to live, it's like a three-way tie between the seacoast, the lakes region, and the border towns. And people are like, why the border towns, you know? And I'm like, so that any Massachusetts person that like comes up here and thinks that, oh, New Hampshire is just Massachusetts with trees, sees all these people open carrying and is like, oh, you know, I'm going to just buy my uh, tax-free TV and, and head back down to, you know, my comfy little gun-free uh, gun community down south. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also nice for for uh, for use on social media because I'll see somebody I don't know post. Oh, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking of moving to New Hampshire, and without even feeling them, uh, you know, without even knowing anything about them. Great response to that is well, one thing that you're gonna probably uh, probably have to get used to is that a lot of people walk around, a lot of civilians walk around with a gun on their hip up here so if you're not going to be comfortable with that you might want to think about someplace else but hey yeah, if you're right. a gun enthusiast great place for you um absolutely yeah if um, you expect that they have had no interaction with these things ever in their life it'll spook them suddenly seeing someone well, there seems one. to be this when i went to my first uh pork fest um, I found that it was like all of a sudden men had tits on their hips because, uh, because you know, I would find myself having a conversation with somebody and just sitting there and looking at his gun. Um, and uh, now I only went to two pork fests before I moved here, and that didn't last very long after I'd moved, but... I, I didn't even know. The funny thing is, in Michigan, it's technically legal to open carry a firearm yeah. without a, right. a permit, but uh, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and all I can say is it may be legal, but God help you if you try it. In the Seattle, right. Washington, yeah, that's what I mean. in the Seattle, Washington area, open well, in Washington State, open carry is just fine. Uh, in the Seattle, Washington area, you know, like one guy did it, 
right? And like made the news. There was a man open carrying today, you know, on the anniversary of the, you know, blah, 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 and the, you know, guns bill or whatever, right? And it's like, he made the news. Do you know how we how we fixed the cops up here? How we got them holster broken? Huh. It it actually was uh, it was easy and it didn't take that long. Uh, basically, whenever uh, th- like this happened to me once, where I was walking around Manchester and all of a sudden I've got a cop who follows me for like six blocks, and you know after two blocks of being followed by a by a cop, I'm I'm like turning down alleys and shit to yeah. see if I lose them. I didn't lose them, so I made a pork four one one call. Yeah, um, and the. Uh, so what they did is we arranged the following Saturday to go back to exactly the same pe- place, um, and there were like 30 of us probably, okay. all of us open carrying, and we'd just bring a bunch of trash bags and wander around picking up trash. Um, and, and you know, that that actually was, was really helpful because... You know, even people who are completely uh, phobic about guns, you know, if both your hands are full, they know you can't get it out that quick. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's true. But uh, yeah, something I've wanted to do for a long time is uh, organize a um, like an open AR carry trash pickup um, because I feel like we've uh, done a very good job at normalizing uh, handgun open mm-hmm. carry in the state, but I, I would much uh, you know, I, I'm a much better uh, shot with a rifle, and if I were in a self-defense situation, I'd much rather have a rifle than a handgun, and so I'd much rather, on a personal level, see those mm. uh, normalized. Do you um, know anybody and, with and, an airsoft rifle? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on your definition of an airsoft rifle, because, I mean, I have a, uh, um, I have a uh, Red Rider BB gun, and those, you know, those are... You'll shoot I, your I eye out, kid. Um, right, well, yeah. generally, the airsoft rifles that I've seen are difficult to distinguish from guns visually. Oh, um, yeah. And so they fun. generally look more or less like an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And and the reason I ask is, uh, I think this has already been mentioned or that you already knew, but I'm a felon, so I can't carry a gun. But right. I'd be delighted to to go out in a uh, uh, with a bunch of people who were and just stay in the middle <laughs> of the platoon so nobody catches a uh, catches a look at my rifle and goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, yeah, that that'd be great. Um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's it's just about finding like all of the all of the people that uh, you know you think would I be did. down to do it, but. I did manage to uh, mow my lawn while open carrying in the first, you know, summer that I, that I bought my my house. Uh, I didn't do it every time I mowed the lawn; just two, maybe three times throughout the entire summer. But just you know, or mowing season, I guess spring through you know early winter anyway when it when it stops growing. But just Are to you, guys- you know, just to like you know, the neighbors are aware that here I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're aware that if they get the urge to break into somebody's house, 
they probably should avoid yours. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the problems facing the nation is the opioid epidemic, which is just not as big a problem here because there's too many people with guns. Well, it's a big problem. So they can't like it's, go stealing shit still all the time. It's still an issue. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, it's still an issue. I mean, it's just not comparative. You don't have the same level of violent crimes yeah. because, you right. know... A, most of us are armed, and that has a nice <laughs> network effect, even even for people like me who are subhuman. But also, the uh, or at least according to the government, um, but also our prosecutors prosecute, mm-hmm. and that helps too. Whereas it does. Uh, you know, you can pretty much do anything you want, as I understand it, in California and New York now, and you won't spend more than a couple days uh, in 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 jail unless they think you're a Republican. Um, <laughs> you know, like the one guy that they actually troubled them to themselves to keep in jail for a couple weeks was a bodega owner who stabbed a guy in self-defense. He was an old wow. man, got physically assaulted in his store defended himself and he was the guy who was too fucking dangerous for these worthless pieces pieces of shit to let out on bail well that and me makes sense you know i talked some shit at one point yeah uh have you guys heard about uh the ruckus that's been raised about uh there's this new bill that's uh that's going to legalize brass knuckles in New Hampshire, and there's so yeah, we, many people that brass are knuckles are not legal in New Hampshire. No, it, uh, nor uh, are uh, uh, what's the the leather the Billy st- uh, not Billy Club, but uh, the it's like the leather strap with the lead powder in the end oh, of it. Uh, slung shot, uh, slung shot, uh, yeah, uh, blackjack and a blackjack, or yeah, blackjack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slung shot yeah. is actually a metal shot. ball oh. with uh, and it's tied up in rope. Right. Yeah. Um. But it's it's tied. I didn't even know you like, could tie a rope to a ball. I didn't even think that was. It's like a mace without the possible. spikes, huh? Yep. <laughs> um, but there's there's people that are out there that are like, oh, why would you need to legalize these street fighting weapons and blah blah blah? And I think that they don't realize that um, we have no knife laws in the state, so you can mm-hmm. get any type of knife you want. Yep. Yeah, they uh, had to have, fight for that. We have basically no gun laws. I mean, HB 1178 was passed last session that basically nullified all uh, federal gun laws. Yep. Um, and so well, there's not, no not entirely. Why. We still have to fix the issue of no, uh, nonviolent so-called felons. Mm. Well, that was a, that was a bill that was uh, that had testimony yesterday. Was uh, right. Was I was going to say, give, wasn't that uh, one of the ones on, yeah, the, I didn't, on the docket? I didn't feel really like I could, wish uh, I'd known what was happening. I didn't feel like I could uh, contribute anything to that argument, and I, I didn't look the part either. So uh, mm. I, I skipped out on that one. Mm. Um, made it yeah. to the DMT one. I was glad for that one. Which, like, no, no one fucking told me that that was happening already. Because apparently they just, just like so happen just bills. like that. You like have no time to prepare, and nobody knows. Yeah, Bullshit. I mean, I try to keep I try to keep plugged in uh, once it passes the house because most good bills make it past the house. Uh, it's it's the Senate that has a hard time. The reason why I went to the Defend the Guard 
uh, one is because that one uh, didn't even pass the house last time, which I was shocked by. Um, so I wanted, you know, I really wanted to make sure I was there uh, to make sure it at least makes it past the house. And then, you know, hopefully there's just as strong of a of a showing on the Senate level, because unfortunately in New Hampshire, uh, the Senate is where a lot of really fantastic bills go to die. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's because it's um, the elitist version of it. Well, yeah. they, they don't mean, die. They're the just waiting for a few more movers. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, but this is the most pro-liberty Senate we've ever had. Uh, yeah, we have that's a, true. Uh, we have a free stater senator. We have a, a super pro-liberty uh, senator, Howard Pearl, who uh, Lee and I were both able to vote for this time around. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of people uh, in the Senate that seem a lot more uh, sympathetic to liberty than people in the past. We might get our first A-rated uh, um, senator. <laughs> like, uh, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, the NHLA has never been able to give any state senator an A rating. Uh, oh, the Senate due, has the always been a pain in our in our ass because yeah. you know, unlike the the reps, uh, a senator has like. Um, a hundred thousand constituents. Yep. I think yeah, there's like, a lot. there's what twelve of them or sixteen. Uh, yeah, the thing that makes this legislature actually penetrable does not apply to the Senate. Right, go ahead, Zevin. Uh, it's it's twenty four and it's uh, fifty five thousand uh, um, uh, constituents. So so every uh, every state rep is roughly three thousand, um, but every Every uh, senator is roughly fifty-five thousand, and so to uh, to to uh, run a successful state uh, senate race, you generally need anywhere between fifty thousand and like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars every uh, you know every election cycle. Whereas a state rep uh, needs anywhere from uh, zero dollars or whatever the filing fee is, um, all the way up to like you know, I think the the most that I've ever heard anyone spend was like. Five thousand dollars, but that was just because it was like some rhino running like in an area that doesn't like rhinos, so uh, hmm. he kind of had to throw that much down. But like the the average high amount is like five hundred or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And and yeah. I don't suppose Although, you know what that pays, do you? The uh, senator job. Uh, same amount, hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, um, you get a so secretary spend, uh, sometimes, uh, half but you a, have to share the secretary. They spend a quarter mil to a half mil for $100. Yeah. And a well, lot $100, of $100, $100 plus <laughs> whatever they can make through insider trading, plus right, graft, yeah. plus bribes, yeah. plus... Right. Um, you know, the ability to be a serial rapist and get away with it, plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, since there's 24 of them, uh, bribing actually has, a, it's a lot more easier and attainable for, uh, you know, outsiders to bribe them because there's yep. way less of them. Whereas uh, mm -hmm. since there's 400 state reps, um, you know, basically the fullest extent of the bribing, and, and several state reps have told me this, um, is there sent like a fruit basket, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like just like, oh, for your consideration, here's a fruit basket. But but they don't actually expend serious resources to try to uh, corrupt the uh, the legislature because it's just impossible. Right, because you have 400 of them. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I've always wanted to do um, and 
Maybe maybe when we've got more movers, we'll get around to it. I would love it if uh, some FSP-adjacent group um, got themselves a staff of, like, 10 private investigators and <laughs> just started investigating every politician in the state uh, mm. in, in order from least liberty-minded to most liberty-minded. So basically, whenever, whenever a tyrant stands out, go find out what he's doing. Go talk to his, his, his neighbors. Find out if he's, uh, you know, just get some dirt on the guy and do him dirty because they do it to <laughs> yeah. us without a second thought. Yep. They don't, I mean, they it, don't it, care it, if it, we spend the rest of our lives in prison. So I don't it, care if what happens to them. If yeah. I had unlimited money and I, and I wanted to go into that project, which I think is actually a wonderful idea, um, the three main areas of people I would focus on would be the bureaucracy. So like, uh, you know, the people that run the liquor commission, especially they're, they're the people that are basically the main obstacles getting in the way of legal weed, um, and, and the rest of the bureaucracies. Um, and then the, uh, the executive council and of course the governor. Um, I think that those are the three most corrupt, um, you know, uh, institutions in the state. I would definitely go after Sununu first. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. Because, you know, he did, I, I was really annoyed that he absolutely refused to even acknowledge that people were running against him. Um, yeah, well, and don't forget his brother has WEF ties and uh, he has aspirations to run uh, for president for sure. Um, so oh, yeah. I think you could actually get a lot of, uh, a, a lot of like donor money to, to conduct a, uh, um, you know, an accountability investigation on him. Have you seen, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Of course. Uh, okay. Well, he used to, uh, when we would show up at Sununu's house to protest, uh, he used to take his, uh, his couple of platoons of pigs and run away. Um, and so uh, we did a, uh, f for a while we were singing the Brave Sir Robin song. I use Brave Sununu, Sununu ran away. When danger cleared his ugly head, he bravely turned his tail and fled. Sununu ran away. Oh my God. He certainly uh, didn't make himself available to the public as politicians do from time to time when it's almost like he's purpose. not fucking representing them huh oh weird mm -hmm. yeah. uh, i yeah. call him i still call him snoo snoo yeah mm, yeah snoo snoo till yeah. bath well you know yeah. at, at at least he knows his place he's not with us and he knows that and he's made no yeah. secret of that. He's like, no, no, they're they're something completely what you, what, different. What do you, what do we you, can't let the other Republicans be these. What do you people? You, you want you want freedom? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Lee's Lee's or uh, sorry, Peekless is right. Um, they, or I don't know what term you prefer to uh, go by on this show since it's a it's a different show. But um, but yeah, you're right. Um, he's been on record as as saying uh, 
you know, the libertarians shouldn't be in the party. They have their own party, and uh, this is the Republican Party, and they should run under their own banner. You know, he, he mm -hmm. takes credit for, um, for so the liberty wish that, that, that free staters push in the state. Like, he's, he's at the front of the parade when, uh, when it's the uh, Cato Institute's uh, Freedom in the 50 States ranking. He's like you know, talking at their, at their conferences and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, I run the most free state. Um, but then when he actually comes back and like plays the insider baseball, he's like, no, we got to get these free staters out. And he puts, um, he puts a ton of money towards getting rid of people like Melissa Blasek and a lot of these other really good fighters in the house. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's two faced. He's, he's like the most politicianiest politician in the state for sure. Well, I mean, that's what they do. They run out in front of the parade. And yep. one of the things that like I kind of realized just recently is that their inability to actually keep us well has been like what they ran out in front of this time. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> what they did was keep us from getting health, screw up all of our health and use that as a way of us needing them. Which yep. just like, Wow. Yeah, again, and this brings me back to from earlier, when when did people decide that government was their doctor? Like yep. and this I comes from, from think, all walks of life, right? Like, oh my gosh, your your I, medical I, relationship with your doctor should be just that. Mm. Your medical relationship with your doctor. And if yep. you want to share some shit about your medical situation with other people, far out solid and right on, it's totally up to you. But if you don't want to share a goddamn thing about your medical situation with fucking anybody, you should be able to do that, which is totally fucking impossible. Mm. Well, there became yeah, no. a special elect among among healers that were chosen by the government and its uh, uh, universities. So it became this whole priesthood thing, yeah. and that enticed the people because that's the thing we we have these patterns, and they hooked into these patterns. So people treated them like a priesthood. And trusted mm -hmm. them to do the magic-y thing where you pray or whatever and mm -hmm. fix them. The really weird thing is, like, even, even in the last couple of years, I remember Kamala Harris saying, I would never take that Trump-developed uh, oh, vaccine. Yeah. Yep. And Wouldn't it have been nice if that had had been the narrative? That that have been... Mm -hmm. I could have played with well, that. Well, I mean... If there had been a Democrat in office when the uh, when the pandemic hit, it might have played out the opposite ways, where the uh, where the Republicans were the obedient ones and the Democrats yeah. were, uh, you know, being more characteristically hostile to big pharma, hostile mm. to. Uh, um, and what was it? It started with Kabbalah Harris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, I'll tell you um, what, it's can, it's I, made the uh abortion thing fun because I'm actually pro choice. Oh yeah. But now it's like when when people come well, I hope we can count on on your voting for a pro choice candidate, and I'm like, Well, <laughs> I'll be voting for a pro choice candidate, yes. But I'll be voting for a candidate who wants me to choose to be able to choose whether I participate in medical experiments. Right. And if that mm. means you you end up with an unwanted baby, I don't give a single fuck because you didn't give a single yeah. fuck 
when they were uh when they were fucking with the uh with the non branch covidians and if you think about well, it I mean, from like a hollywood perspective right like this is straight out of a fucking sci-fi movie, right? Mm. You know, specifically uh, V for Vendetta. Well, mm. several of them like melded together, right? V for Vendetta didn't yeah. have Joe Biden, right? You know what I mean? So I'm just saying True. that like I don't think Joe Biden's been in any science fiction well, movies. Well, except the one we saw it, play out in front of our own eyes. It did mm. have Joe Biden in as much as he absolutely did V for Vendetta. He did with that like, like black and red off. background. Straight ripped yeah, them off. Although he yeah. did one up them by having guards directly there, like Marines yeah. on either side. Yeah. Like even mm. even the V for Vendetta villain didn't have like soldiers right there so so what i'm saying is like we vaccine was more deadly than biden's true we we screwed up the color and that was weird we witnessed something in real life that's as insane as a hollywood movie right like uh you know okay this disease comes along and like oh we're gonna like you know globally inject everybody with this experimental thing and there's evil villains and there's money and there's you know all this shit involved (laughs) and it's like you can't write this kind of shit (laughs) yeah Going uh, going back even uh, further in the way back machine in terms of COVID, um, when when uh, we were first starting to hear about things in in uh, China, I remember uh, Nancy Pelosi being in Chinatown and and being like, oh, we must stop uh, fomenting this anti-Asian hate. You know, uh, Asian people aren't arbiters of disease, and it seemed like they were going to be very uh, dovish on the whole issue. But then but then it just flipped like. You know, mm-hmm. I, almost in an instant. Um, but like you said, they they could have. Totally well, they just been, wanted to demonize like, a, a different group of people. Well. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I feel mean, that's, like that's the government MO. I feel like uh, we're living inside of an el- a much more elaborate version of a Bruckheimer film. A Bruckheimer film specifically? <laughs> Bruckheimer? What's a Bruckheimer? Jerry Bruckheimer? Who? He's Remind me which ones he produced. is what famous for. What did he do? All right. Fuck. You don't even know what movies he did. You're just then throwing, what the his, hell name, do you just throwing his name around. <laughs> just because I can't remember doesn't mean I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, but like, like you're saying, this is a fusion of... Uh, uh, Brave New World, 1984, and uh, V for Vendetta, for yeah. sure. I mean, we we can't we can't uh, we can't de-emphasize the fact that uh, you know uh, media plays a huge um, you know role in our culture. And um, all right, here we go. Uh, notable media... notable works for Jerry Bruckheimer: uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Bad Boys, National Treasure, Beverly Hills Cop, Top Gun, CSI, Armageddon. Black Hawk Down. Those are his notable ones. I liked Armageddon, and I liked uh, one other movie on that list. Here's here's a more extended list. Flashdance, Top Gun, The Rock, Crimson Tide, Con Air, Enemy of the State, Pearl Harbor, Kangaroo Jack, Beverly Hills Cop. We already said that. uh, And National. Okay, so we covered all this. All right. So I, I I fully admit Top Gun is definitely some military industrial complex propaganda, but God, oh, yeah. I love that movie. And God, that's, it makes me want to own an That's F-15. how that's how you can tell it's effective propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. No, because yeah, it shows you I'm, the awesome. Yeah, no, I'm like you know super anti-war. Zeppelin was even was even like oh you know like like let's see how I can look up uh 
you know, private ownership of SSTs, and it is possible. Um, it's, you know, it's just, it's a, and it's not as expensive as you think. I mean, it is definitely expensive, and I can't afford it now. Well, um, but it, it just gives the purchase the, of it is not that much. It gives the impression of the lone wolf when, in fact, it is a dog on a chain. Like, mm -hmm. uh, Top Gun shows you this, you know, rebel on, a, on his motorcycle, and then he's uh, in his plane. But no, you are the tool of the military-industrial complex. You right. are being... Yep. You are the tip of a spear, is what your plane is. You are being directed to do everything. And, yeah, and they conflate it with the, the, the independence that is uh, symbolic of the American motorcycle. Yeah. Your, your actions you as a... To... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, okay. Uh, your actions are that of uh, a psychopath despite your intentions. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even have to dig that deep to see the uh, military-industrial-to-film uh, complex that exists uh, in this exact movie. Um, the U.S. government actually gives uh, uh, the director of this movie uh, the F-15s free of charge, because they are actual F-15s, yeah. and, and uh, he actually is a pilot. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but the only stipulation that they have is that they get to retain complete uh, control um, and finalization of the script. Yeah, that's uh, that's so. throughout Hollywood movies, specifically those that you know are centered around uh, an event or a story involving the military. Well, and the thing yep. is, all they, of this is designed as weaponry. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, all mm -hmm. of these techniques were honed in war. Like, if if you look into who was in the, who was in the different things that were assigned to the arts, like you find all of the people that control and and create all of Hollywood. Like you find the 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 Mel Blanks and the uh, Doctor Seusses and the Stan mm -hmm. Lees and all of these people being taught these Isn't things. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it, it all starts out as weaponry. Like mm -hmm. it is. It, to create a narrative that someone is willing to live is absolute control over them. Hmm. Yeah. So. You got something to say, nobody? The, the big thing I've been trying to, trying to figure out lately, and, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, ways to speed up progress here. Mm. What do you think we could, do if anything that would create basically a uh, a whole box full of relatively low paying relatively unskilled jobs so that and and the idea would be that way anytime you you hear oh libertarian in whatever state lost his job oh well you should probably that would be a perfect opportunity to come to new hampshire and if you can get here we've got a, a job for you and mm -hmm. and this guy has a has so my a, first thought a is warehouse uh, with like you know a bunch uh with a, a bunch of uh new movers crashing in it uh temporarily my first thought is mm -hmm. uh, uh reclaiming land because you have to uh, adapt to what you're changing is something that would probably be simple but require human touch. 
reclaiming mm-hmm. land. Yeah, so like you've got, you know, unused uh, uh, sections of forest that you want to like build uh, things on or, you know, clear so you can have animals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in order to like make that land usable is a variable enough task that it's difficult to get machines to do it, to mm-hmm. assess here's what needs to be done. Oh, this needs to be pulled out. This doesn't. Okay, so like clearing stumps, rocks, that kind of thing. That would That would definitely be a thing. And we could do that kind of thing if we didn't have to deal with the absurdest taxation on uh, on property that I know of. Because the property taxes here are just ridiculous. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Well, there's there's a way to to keep it pretty much under the radar once once we're done operating it is basically what I, what I'm working on doing the the biggest major move on cell 411 is um getting to the point where all of the data is stored on phones okay mm-hmm. you might connect to servers on the internet uh to do like you do for DNS uh, domain name service to mm-hmm. find out how to contact um, somebody, but basically each person should have uh, their own information on their own phone, um, and basically they should be deciding who it gets shared with. Right. And when you, if you want to, whenever you make a change, then uh, basically they just update a date somewhere that says this is the last time my record was was updated. And anybody who hasn't gotten a new record uh, from them uh, would then say, oh, okay, I've got a down one. Well, the nice thing about that is um, it's, it's kind of the ultimate distributed system in that say the government wanted to shut it down they there's no corporate charter there's no uh there's no cea ceo to drag before congress right um there's nothing yeah yeah, um, and, and, yeah. and this well, is one of the, the miracles that the DAO allows, is that everyone is an equal DAO? Po- uh, DAO. Uh, DAO Decentralized uh, distribu- yeah, distin- Autonomous yeah. Organization. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that allows... Okay, I, I started out thinking Dow Jones. Oh. Not and, D-O-W. And then I was yeah. thinking T-A-O. Right. And, and I thought right, maybe yeah, there was a comment. Yeah, that Dow allows everything. It goes both ways, after all. But no, D-A-O, the... Right, a decentralized uh, autonomous organization. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So that allows it allows like equality. Is that our the is very that our vocabulary idea that we word had for the day? As, like, hmm? Is that our vocabulary <laughs> word for today? DAO? We'll see. Decentralized we'll autonomous out. organization. That that could be our vocabulary word for the day. But yeah, so uh, that actually allows everyone to be equal. Everyone in the company is the executive. And whatever job you have decided to do. Imagine this. Imagine you're a human being and uh, uh, you God, need some work. That would be nice. You, you, don't, you don't have any money? You need some work? And so you go to work for a DAO. Yeah, this is why it's You don't fucking- have a boss. <laughs> you don't have a boss. You have a decentralized autonomous organization that you've agreed to facilitate some tasks for. Yeah. And, and how the hell do you shut that down? 
down. It can't if be. If it's all running on, on the clients. I mean, if they wanted to get a billion people off off Facebook, and Facebook was designed that way, they'd have to go raid a billion houses. That, I mean, in the same way you don't shut down something like Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, even more so Monero, um, because with yeah. Bitcoin, uh, you kind of uh, necessitate a little bit of centralization. With, yeah, you uh, certainly leave a ASICs and stuff. Leave some breadcrumbs. Um, but with, uh, yeah, but with Monero, ASICs like, really how's don't. How's your technical knowledge? Are Are you a Are you a technical person? Uh, I I dabble in like um you know like I mine Monero and stuff like and I mm. I do a like I I have a, a Linux desktop so I I can like. I know my way around like basic stuff, but I, um, and I was learning R for a bit because there was a time that in my life where I wanted to be a political researcher, um, mm-hmm. like in a political analyst. But, um, but unfortunately, I, I don't have like extensive knowledge or anything. Okay. the The reason I was curious is I've always had this issue with Monero, and I've used. I've used Monero. I I like Monero. I don't usually hold Monero. Um, mm. You know, usually if I want to do a clandestine operations, I just I just buy it on the fly. Um, mm. But the things that uh, the the thing that's always made me go, huh, is I know the blockchain is ob- is honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. because any any time I do a transaction, I can see the transaction on on the net, um, mm-hmm. and I know it happened, and I know everybody's balance is correct. With mm-hmm. a thing like Monero, um, why? What would prevent? Because you can't see the blockchain you can't see anybody's balance um so i guess the question is how do you establish trust for a system well, that's effectively a black box well and 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 that's the thing right there is that for bitcoin establishing trust is absolutely superfluous it's completely unnecessary it's in fact a waste of time to establish trust on bitcoin that doesn't that's crazy talk Try it again. No, the whole point of it is that it's a trustless system. Like you don't have to trust no, anybody. It's not a trustless you can assume system. that every single person using this is trying to screw you, and it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it, it it checks itself. It's Whereas not a trustless Monero, system. It just solves well, the, the problem thing of is, trust. You, you're still trusting somebody. No, because I'm not not okay. with, not with well, Bitcoin. You're not a I'm not trusting anyone. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Okay. What what's your level of knowledge of cryptography? I'm trusting everyone. Like mm-hmm. I I am trusting that enough people have seen this that would have have been selfish enough to break the code if it mm. could break if it could break. So I'm trusting an mm-hmm. entire network of humanity to do this for me. Now, mm. if any one of them could break it, they probably would. Except for that one guy who did figure out how to break it and said, uh, guys, remember how you were taking all the features off so that it would have no attack surface? You, you didn't take all the features off. Take all the features off. Well, you can't take all the features off or, or you've got Nothing. an empty bucket left. 
Right. All of the unnecessary ones, though. In terms of hackability, um, I think it's important to note that the IRS only has a bounty on um, trying to break the code of a cryptocurrency, and the only one it has a bounty on is Monero. Well, and that's the thing. Monero's hack is that it's trusted. So instead of having security, it has everything else. It's very fast. It can be used with stealth. It, it, it's actually fungible because that's the thing. You, can, you cannot have fungibility and security at the same time. Mm. So you can. So you have to have a. So you have to have like a network, or or like what? What do you mean by security? Okay, so Bitcoin has security. Like I have this Satoshi. You can track this Satoshi back to when it was mined. Yep. Mm. Well, that that doesn't necessarily increase your security. It may actually decrease your security. To, right. to some no, extent. that is security, is that you can prove absolutely this definitely happened. So um, there's no cheating possible in that system. And the it's just mathematically that, impossible. And the converse of that in Monero is what? Now, in Monero, you have to trust that the setup was done uh, with at least one of them being honest. What setup? The development of the software? Yeah. The development okay. of the of the of the uh, actually the establishment of the blockchain, you have to you have to trust that at least one of them was honest. Now, if any one of them was honest, mm. then it then it all functions and it can't be faked. Why? Uh, it's in their code. Okay. A- ask Edward Snowden. He knows y'all. He can tell you all the details. That's the one I'm trusting. Well, also, I trust Edward Snowden people... to have been honest. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's all... I, I trust it. Wait, I'm I'm hearing some it's words Zephyr. from the back too. What was that, Zephyr? Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, in terms of the amount of devs whose eyes are on uh, certain coins as well, uh, number one is hands down Bitcoin. Number two is Ethereum, and number three is Monero. So you have all of these really smart, really uh, you know diligent uh, people who care about uh, privacy and who are cypherpunks, and this is like their whole driving force. Uh, who are checking, um, you know, the security of uh, Monero and making sure that everything is running smoothly. And and it's not even close. It's like those are the top three, and then, like, mm. it significantly plummets after after that. Yeah, honestly, I, I expect a, a, a lightning-like network that incorporates more of uh, Monero's special functions. Why? In, in what way would it be like... Uh, lightning. Okay, so the nice thing about lightning, now while it's on that chain, while it's in those channels, you you have like absolute checkability. But mm. as soon as those channels are Wait, closed, which, which channels? As soon as 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 okay. soon as it's on that chain, which chain? Okay, so once you establish a a lightning connection with someone. Mm-hmm. So if I establish a channel between me and you, here's what mm-hmm. I do. I, I take a bit of Bitcoin and I lock it up in this contract. Right. Now, while that's locked in the contract, you and I can spend money back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, we will be able Which to check. Which isn't necessarily as useful as, as you might think, because although I well, spend depends. a lot of money at, at, the, at the grocery store, the local grocery store, 
uh, the local grocer spends no money at my house. Well, that's true, and, um, and that's why, and that's why being able to hook into a network is useful because you can hop through all of everyone else's connections that's in that network. So and, this isn't a two-way connection; it's a pool. Right, right. Uh, I'm using the two-way as an example just to make it nice and like simple for for my for, so I can finish off the point here. Okay. But yeah, uh, the, the, I'll, I'll let you do that okay. before I bust. Your I'll balls allow it. Then. Okay. So you and I set up a channel. Now, these uh, transactions that we make, we can both check those. We can look at this and go, okay, here's here's who gave what to whom uh, and when. And that's, that's how we've got security there. But as soon as we close that channel, uh, the final balance gets put on the Bitcoin blockchain. And all of those transactions cease to exist. Like there's no record of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if during those transactions we could incorporate uh, Monero and uh, specifically the ring signature technology that uh, basically sends out a bunch of fakes at the same time as it's sending out the real one and checks itself in the background, mm-hmm. then we could have complete stealth on the the everyday spending and whenever you feel the need to you just go okay i'm going to log this back onto the blockchain because i want a record of where we're at so far Hmm. and then you can reestablish. see i seem to remember and i don't know if it was stellar uh or not but one of the one of the coins that was designed to be um more in an ecosystem for tokens rather than uh, being important as a token themselves. Like the Stellar people will tell you, don't buy and hold Stellar as an investment. It's not designed to go up. Mm. Uh, and, uh, but the, uh, one of the things that I've, that I've always liked is, is imagine this. Everybody's got uh, different tastes in coins, different ideas about what the best coin to have is. Mm-hmm. So, what if you just put a, a board, um, like a uh, you know, more or less a, a a blog that multiple people could could post to, and basically all all the posts would take the form of. Um, I've got this much of coin B and I want to have uh, this much coin A. Mm -hmm. I want to trade it for coin A. So basically a bunch of people would would publish that. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to know who they are. All they have to do is give it. uh, Is is give an address which may have been specifically created. for just just that. So then if oh, so I have enough. coin A and you prefer prefer coin B, then when I'm so, doing the transfer anyway, I would send coin A to an AB guy and he would send coin B to you. So I think there's a company called Keat that is working on uh, what they call hole punch technology that would basically allow you to do that. All right. And and that Dude, way you wouldn't have to like uh, host it on someone's uh uh like no one's machine would have to host here's where all the trades are. They would mm-hmm. just like say 
hey, I'm looking for this. It just sort of pings out mm -hmm. to it, and then you have one that connects them. Well, uh, Zeppin, uh, we're well into uh, uh, what should be our break time, so I'm going to hang up the call. If you want to call back in about 10 minutes, do so. Thank you for calling in the first place. Yes, uh, let us, been fun. Uh, I always enjoy your call. Let us take uh, just a bit of a breather here because I know I need something. I'll put on some music to entertain you for a little while. Uh, we should do uh, Bliss and He's So Addicted. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing ground. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender.
Okay, we're going to bring the show back now. Beard Talk Live. Break time is fucking over. And it's time to reconvene. Thank you for Iron Maiden for stopping by today vicariously. (laughs) Through the power of technology, (laughs) we appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Who the fuck are you? Come on. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Jerry Canesco. And really... And who the fuck are you? Okay, Isn't I'm that lying. the question we're all the trying to answer? I'm known as Rich Paul. And who are you? Biggest Mountaineer. And who are you? Uh, Captain. My captain? No, just Captain. Oh, Captain, my <laughs> captain. Oh. I, I told somebody that recently. That I, I'm like, people call me Captain. And, and she goes, Captain of what? And I go, of myself. And she was like, oh... That was basically the entire interaction. It matters well, not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll, for I am the uh, am the master of my fate, and I the captain of my soul. Correct. <laughs> my very favorite poem. Uh, I think and that- I really wish I had more work from that author. He was a one-hit wonder. I know. I didn't even know they fair. had them back then. That's not fair at all. Mm. And I wonder like who in the, the modern world, a, a one-hit wonder has a bunch of flops, and the one thing that, that I, I want to know what this guy's flops were. Who was the mm. first one-hit wonder? Hmm? Who was the first one-hit wonder? The first one-hit wonder? It's got to be recorded that somewhere. That would be God. Caveman. You know, like. <laughs> well, that would be God. Because, like, the term had to come the, from the somewhere. The Big Bang, only, it, it, it turns out the Big Bang's a one-off, right? So... No, I think the well, term one-hit wonder... big enough, you only need one. I think the term one-hit wonder is as young as rock and roll, the style of music. Right? And and I say that because, like, a lot of other musical styles are way older than rock and roll, but I think rock and roll is where you would have a hit. You know, pop music, right? A hit record, right? And so you had to be able to have a hit record... As, as a thing before you could become a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the term originated, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in the between the 40s and uh, the 70s, mm-hmm. right? I got to figure, yeah. right? But, but you know. But the- who was the first one-hit wonder? Who was the guy mm-hmm. put out a whole album, right? Only one song hit off of it, put out another album and nothing, like totally bombed. That that would be a matter for a Google search. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be something sorry, I don't to, like, I don't to, like to assign use that AI term. to. Google. It's mm. <laughs> a dirty word. So that sounds like shit work that I would rather make a robot do. Hmm. Yeah. Which, it turns out, uh, Bing like, will be incorporating the chat AI. Dude, like, so all of a, that is going to be... Uh, the, the the You have just described the new Microsoft technology. I, I live in Imagine the future when we're, when we're able to cut that AI up between uh, millions of machines. I want How to do be you able kill the AI then. I want to you be can't. able to talk to my phone and go computer, tell me the first one hit wonder and the computer would be like we have two results or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do that. And I realize that the technology exists to do that right now. I could ask any number of reception voices that might be programmed, uh, you know, to run a software on my device, but that's mm-hmm. like I don't want the tracking that comes with that. 
Yeah, that's that's the thing is the the way to the way to do that. It is um it is actually doable and and basically well, yeah. uh what what you'd want to do is just um, the easiest way would be to build it into a proxy server. Okay, so a proxy server um, is a uh, piece of software, and when your web browser wants to connect uh, to the net, and there's something like a firewall in the way, uh, then what he does is he connects to the proxy server and he basically sends pretty much exactly the same request that he would send to a web server Mm -hmm. and then the proxy server makes a second connection uh to whoever the actual wherever the actual url is and gets the information and and passes it back it's an intermediary uh uh, yes it's an it's an intermediary um, so what you're telling me is proxy the, server is not the waitress that fills in for the regular gal when she needs a night off. Uh, probably not. Okay. So then basically imagine that you, that you've got a, a system like that, that's, that's running every time you and a hundred of your closest friends, mm-hmm. uh, do a web search. Okay, so basically you just take all your proxies and you make them cache the data that that they've already downloaded when they when they do a search. And then you set it up so that when you send out um, a search, first it goes to your proxy gang. Right, right. Um, Queries the proxy and first. And it also hits... Google and Bing and whatever else yep. um, to aggregate their results to, to aggregate their results in and add them to the database, uh, which of course is in addition to you could be running spiders as well. Um, but the uh, I am king of the spiders. <laughs> I can be running them all. <laughs> and and thank you. So basically, you you just. Basically, you would need some way to hash the uh, mm. hash the queries because you don't know you don't want other people to know what you're searching for. Right, right, yeah. Okay, but you want people to. Uh, it's okay if they see the search. It's just not okay if there's a who connected to it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. There, it it should be it should be completely sanitized. No IP. No name, no address, no phone number, uh, no meta information stored inside uh, like your fucking camera has. Right, yeah. That's yeah. actually a program I've, I've, I keep putting it off. Uh, I, I, I just want to write a program where you just give it a bunch of images yep. and it renders them. And then it makes a completely new image in a different format. Well, out you of should it. get to it because that program ain't going to write itself. I've got so many things I, know, I dude, need I, to write. I got though. the same thing going God. I, I got too many things that I'm trying to do simultaneously. Like, that's just how I live my life at this point. Uh, I've, I've slowed down a bit since moving to the Shire, and that's pretty great. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mm, stable. 
you know, as far as my living situation, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Must I'm, be nice. you know, I, I'm there, but I don't remember what I was talking about again. <laughs> what were we talking about? I have no idea. Nice. We were yes. talking about cocaine. <laughs> So it turns out <sighs> these people in the Andes, they they just go up the mountain, they chew on these coca leaves. Uh, they they it's the Wait, it is I cocaine, and they stay up there when they're chewing these coca leaves, and they have their experience with cocaine and don't bother anyone in society, and it works very well. I uh, if the free market were really a free market, you would know because you would see the. Uh, the, the, the white box delivery truck, but it would have uh, the Instagram logo on the side of it, and it would drive up to you know your local retail establishments uh, that are and, and get out. And every now and again, uh, they'd place a new machine uh, called Instagram, and it would vend cocaine. Hmm. That's it, like a like a Coke machine, right? Except a real one. Except it's Instagram. Instagram, right? Because hmm. well, Coke is already because what taken. else do you measure in grams, honestly? Well, I'll tell you what, cokeheads would definitely like that, uh, but they would also be um, expending a great deal of skull sweat trying to figure out how to get that cocaine out of the box when they don't have any money. <laughs> um, and I true. can tell you that. But, you know, it would uh, so it would certainly be, be so an improvement. We, cause so like, you're saying what we have to do is set up a system of treadmills. <laughs> um, what we need to do is a series find of something treadmills. that even a crackhead you know, can hopefully do. Hopefully something sort of Wiley Coyote-esque, really. Yeah. The internet is a series of treadmills. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> no, we're, That's we're changing what the it. the peons think. <laughs> We've changed it now. It's no longer tubes. Now it's treadmills. Well, it pretty much is. They call them timelines, and you just doom scroll them. Um, <sighs> it's true. Oh, and my no God. no matter how far it's you true. walk, you won't get anywhere. Um, <laughs> we, are, we are carrying treadmills in our pockets. We have treadmills for our thumbs. You know, the so you you were saying we have a, a Jerry Bruckheimer world. I think that's what the like infection of this planet is: is our phones. Our phones are doing this completely unknown thing in like fifty bajillion different directions. Yeah, I'd rather be on a planet with phones and no politicians, and be on a planet with politicians and no phones. Have you ever then, uh, have you ever just been at home and suddenly you're like? Hey, where the fuck's my phone? And it's not like right next to you. It's not on the charger. You get up, you start looking for it. It's not in the other room. It's not in the bathroom. It's not outside. It's not in your car. And you're just, and then like you start to panic. Right? And you're like, where, oh my God, what? I just had it. What the and fuck? And then you did I realize how much of your life is on this thing. <laughs> yeah, and you have this it's moment. Like, oh. I, I completely rely on you for my existence. It happened. Shit. Happened to me recently, and my phone was in the fridge somehow I, <laughs> you know i needed my other hand or something and so i set the phone down was like oh, i remember that's there and then got whatever i needed and the door closed i have been told that that was a common location for people to leave remote controls oh nice and i mean i could see it like you get up to get a snack and like you just set it down without thinking about it i've, I've never lost a remote control in a refrigerator so. but you have lost a phone yeah 
to say I lost it, I mean, I didn't know where it was, but it was within my, you know, general area and nobody else. It's not like somebody stole it, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually was uh, didn't have a phone for like four days last week and it turned out. Are you out, okay, dude? Fuck. Huh? That must have been traumatic. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, th- I thought the cops might have it because it was... Uh, That's scary. The last time I saw it was was before um, I ended up in the hospital last week. So, when you were abducted or whatever the fuck happened uh, to you that day? Yeah, I, I assume there were police involved, but I don't remember them. Uh, I think you need to start drinking water, mister. Um, I'm telling you, dehydrating your body wouldn't... It, it's, a, it's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Well, I've got a pretty good idea of which direction of of the direction that the future is going. Yes, forward. And, and uh, <laughs> from from what I've seen of the first half of the movie, if I miss some of the end, it won't break my heart. Um, <laughs> There's some really cool shit happening in the next twenty years, though. Yeah, we're gonna I see mean, about double the technology move. Seriously, the the entire financial system is is restructuring itself. Like, why bother with the next little bit if you're not going to see the really cool parts? Um, yeah, in theory, we should see well, 50 because, years of technological yeah. evolution in the next 20. Right. In theory. Right. Uh, but think believe it or that, not, though. it's not as much fun as you might think watching everybody else get rich when you have nothing to invest. <laughs> well, no, so that's, so that's the thing, though. All of the actual wealth is moving from the fiat to everything else. So mm-hmm. all of that actual wealth is going to go through your community and everyone gets rich. Like mm. the the money spigot is getting turned off. That's what we're about to experience. What do you mean it's getting turned off? Okay, so since you have something that can literally be anywhere that you harness energy, and that's the generation of Bitcoin, since you can manifest that anywhere in space where you can harness energy, then I mean, you, you're going to need to have a, a, an internet connection and have an well. internet connection, which is easier and easier. Hmm. I mean, there is what is it? It's not Skynet, something like Skynet, like Starlink or <laughs> Starlink, what is that? Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fucking Elon. Oh, I'm sure we have freedom of speech now. Fucking Elon. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, uh, so Starlink Starlink. Ma- Starlink makes it uh, uh, available to have uh, internet very easily, just about everywhere. It's uh, these. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of small satellites, and since you can have satellite internet now in like a huge area, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. So uh, there's something to be said for diversity of of ISPs. I've always wanted to. Like I lived in a, a co-op that housed about 150 people. Uh, when I was a kid, when I lived in Ann Arbor, and it would be really nice to have a setup like that where, you know, some people use Skylink, some people use... Um, Starlink. Uh, Starlink, some people use uh, Spectrum. Uh, hey, the more some options, people use the better, for other sure. But then you just uh, connect all your routers together. Right. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. So basically when you send... Uh, send a file, it goes out every available internet connection. Right. And 
that's actually kind of how the lightning network works. Whichever one's shorter is the one it uses. And it rewards mm. along the way, which is beautiful. Hey, uh, shorter, beard, cheaper. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? I can assure you it's nobody dangerous. Oh, God. Wait, so if this nobody here is not dangerous, you're nobody dangerous? <laughs> I can assure you, like I said, uh, it's nobody that will do any harm. Oh, I thought that was Cantwell at first. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> different accent. Hey, but hey, I, I wanted to... Uh, I was calling in because I was... You were calling in? Really? We would have never guessed. <laughs> Is that what you what you call uh, this when you dial this number and you get to talk to us that's calling in? Well, I guess that's what they call it. All right. What, are, really? you calling, what well, are you calling in for? Anyways, you were talking about losing your phone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's I can say feeling. I've done that a few times, but there's a term for that. Really? It's called having a senior moment. Uh, yeah. I think he just called you old, Captain. Oh, he did. Uh, hey, well, if I have that I am, same I moment. I'm not a senior. If I have that same moment, but I'm in Mexico, did I have a senior moment? Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> Ole. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been there Hey, so what? Uh, this is a brand new phone. How do I sound? This is a brand new. No, it's not a brand new studio. This Pretty much the way you sounded before. But, but yeah, I mean, you, good, man. you sound like you. It's uh, you know, uh, probably better than you've sounded before. Yeah, that's good. The person to ask is Ian. He has an amazing, like he can hear audio defects that I don't even think of notice. True. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the guru of all of this equipment and stuff. And, you know, I mean. His level of wizardry a, is higher than mine. He is. He's a yeah. wizard. He most certainly is. And he's a star as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's amazing what he you does. Know, you know, he's a star for the Liberty Movement. Yep. Yeah. So, Who is? Ian. Who? Ian. Oh, okay. I forgot who we yeah. were talking about. I... Guys yeah. on leads should not drive. <laughs> well, we wasn't talking about nobody. Nobody was talking about nobody? Huh? But even nobody's a star. Well, I'm you're a the star? star. You're the star right now, uh, mystery caller from I don't know where. <laughs> well, that's good. Mystery caller from you don't know where. <laughs> you know? Well, he never said his name. So. But if you don't know where, I, is it in fact nowhere? So now can we have a nobody from nowhere? I'd not known where I am. And not, like, uh, mystery caller from undisclosed location. Right. Well, did you call about something specific? Well, I mean, I just called in because you were talking about the phone and stuff like that. And, you know. And stuff like that. Okay. I got something and, to talk about. All right. Um. So well, we wait. Hang on. We never talked about the thing that I mentioned at the very top of the program because oh, you guys started did we immediately. Not? What thing? I thought we. About, I thought we did. No, no, no. What no. did you mention? You repeated it back to me one time, uh, Peakless. And uh, what it was, was that thing that you mentioned that you didn't talk about? It was. Hang on. I'll tell you in just a second. The it suspense was is absolutely killing. First small modular nuclear reactor certified for use in the U.S. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Nuke them till they glow and shoot them in the dark. There's all this, you know, hubbub about, you know, oil and, you know, energy and, you know, people in Europe are paying super expensive fucking bills for their utilities and that kind of a thing. Um, that's And it's been said on this show, I don't know if you said it or somebody said it, that uh, the way out of this is nuclear power. Yeah. And so now you have these things called... Um, they have a acronym for them, and it's kind of dumb. Oh, yeah, it's Voyager, V-O-Y-G-R, <laughs> all caps. What's, right? the, uh, what's that's, the... That's the power plant, the name of the power plant. So it's a, a miniature So is the V sh- nuclear short reactor. for something in the... Oh, it is, I'm sure. Oh, brother. Uh, anyway, yeah. so th- th- that's the answer, is we actually each need to have thorium power plants. That is the thing that will get us to the next stage of our energy, which will be plasma and uh, electromagnetism directly. Because you have a tremendous amount of uh, energy in the in space, it's it's quite harvestable. You have the electromagnetic field here to do that with, but that's going to require a, a next level of access, which we need to have a sustaining amount of energy. As we figure out how this whole oil thing works. So you're talking about basically Tesla. Hmm? Uh, Tesla technology. Uh, sucking yeah. Oh, yeah. sucking energy out of static out of electricity. Yeah, exactly. And transmitting uh, it through air. Exactly. That's the, that's the next stage is the uh, Nikola Tesla style energy generation. But to get to that, you have to have steady power. And steady power that doesn't pollute your air and your water. So that means you need thorium. That way it's steady and safe and non-polluting. So we need individual independent thorium generations is is our way out of this. You know, everyone has a thorium generator just like they've got a water heater. What what when you say out of this, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Uh so right now energy is the is the leash around everyone, it's the, the color around everyone's neck is the energy companies. Uh, they run the government, they run the military, because the military is their primary customer. Everything runs on oil. All of the ability to kill people throughout the world is oil-powered. They, haven't, uh, they don't have Elon Musk making them electric tanks? No. No, it's all yeah. oil powered. And when it switched from coal to oil, but even then it was still uh it was still the same kind of crowd. Like mm-hmm. that's what's been running this entire show. So we're going to need to get away from them just as we're getting away from them monetarily. So the money that oil runs is obviously the US dollar because it's the feedback loop. As long as you can well, get oil for the dollars, US then dollars are will oil. Murder you if you yeah. try to sell oil on the on the international well, market for like anything the, else. But what's yeah, that, Rob? Like worth as much as gold is. Say what? What's worth as much as I gold? I said oil is like gold. Well, well, oil uh, is always worth exactly as much of gold as gold, so long as you have the proper quantities of each. Right. Yeah, with oil, it's all about access, though. Uh, with gold, you just hold it and keep it. Well, I have access right into my oil barrel. Say what? I said I have access to my oil right in my oil barrel. He has his own oil in a barrel. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. 
Hey, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up. What do you do? Do you sit in a sauna and and scrape it (laughs) off and throw it in a barrel? Or, (laughs) (laughs) oh, hey, I do have something else I want to share that's kind of important. What's that? And it would be good. It would be good for New Hampshireites. Uh, you know, our friend Frank Footloose was at the Capitol building a few days ago, and he was showing the House Bill. Uh, 144 FN. Uh, is anybody familiar with that? Uh, is that was a that radio the, station? Was that the um, uh, uh, felons getting their uh, guns back thing? Exactly. 144 yeah, FN. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping in. that goes through. Thank yeah, you for listening. Big time. 144 FN. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's a little high on the scale, but who knows? You can get Wi-Fi at, at five gigahertz now. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, it's only going to be for people that you know haven't that weren't uh, you know convicted of a uh, you know a violent crime. Right. Yeah. You know, it would that's, be that's you know, the idea. Probably, you know, probably. You know, we need like, or something like that. Hey, if you're going to hand out all these felonies right? for being completely harmless, could you, like, not do all this extra punishing like, for I think, harmless things? I think, like, the, the prison system needs the incentive, right? So, like, if you just... When people have served their time and they get out, unless there's like some additional like probation to be served after they get out or whatever, something like that. But if they did their time straight up and they get out, they should have all their rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's Immediately. what it used to be I mean, when you did your time, you know, back in the you know, 17, 1800s, you got out, they give you a horse, they give you a bale of hay, a couple of gold pieces and a firearm, send you on your way and you'll be... Uh, 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 what was it? Uh, you know, the What do you need the gun for if you can here. walk down the street with two bales of hay on your fucking back? <laughs> <laughs> Distance. Uh, that law is uh, still in effect over in New Hampshire. It's just never been tried. Uh, can so you, max, yeah, can I, you send you me a, a, a link to that? Hey, because I know I maxed out at that system. But yeah, I, I didn't get no horse. I didn't get no bale of hay or no no coins. Yeah, they've never given me any hay, hay when I got out of jail. Or a horse. Well, uh, or yeah, a horse. well, they were too busy robbing you blind and uh, giving your share to their voters. They don't give it to the voters. They give it to fucking Zelensky. Well, that's how they keep the power. It's funny, though, to see that that's still on the books. <laughs> Where? Well, and, and didn't you In notice Zelensky gives it uh. back? Via, via Sam Bankman fraud. Rob, are you claiming that that law is still on the books in New Hampshire? I believe it is, yes. Well, if you can find it for me, I will definitely file a, a formal complaint with every <laughs> state official that, 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 that could... Want my fucking horse. <laughs> I, want my, I want my fucking horse. I want my fucking hay. I want my gold pieces. I, think I definitely been, want some fucking gold. I think that that's been tried, wow. but I don't know what the outcome Why was. Why do we say we'll be back? We, we don't. See? It's gone now. <laughs> Was our sound going out? Somebody, uh, one yeah. of our producers forgot to press a button when we came back from break. He would never I've do that. I've been threatening Ever. forever, and someday I'm going to do it. 
It's going to be a stupid little program that runs on your phone, and you just put a list of all the break times you want in it, and it constantly shows you. No, I don't need that. I just need to remember to press a button when we come back from break. Well, one, once sure, a machine, uh, one, once a machine has the information, you don't have to push the button. Yeah, but circumstances change. Like nobody gets long-winded, and we miss our scheduled break time. That we did. If I wanted any lip from you, I'd scrape it off my zipper. Well, if I wanted That's any right. from you, I'd pull down my pants. Wait, your pants. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give this round to nobody. Oh my! Fucking yeah, I failed. Hey, you guys are talking like that. That's horrible. Well, what's horrible? Who's horrible? Doctor Horrible. Nobody, Dr. are you horrible? horrible? Is nobody horrible? Nobody Dr. cares. Horrible. Am I horrible? I prefer you know Doctor who Dr. Horrible. horrible is. He has a sing-along blog. What? It's full of Neil you Patrick Harris. You know who Doctor Horrible is? No, I don't know who Doctor Horrible is. Seriously, oh. Doctor Horrible? Oh, it was a, a Joss Whedon. Uh, movie, uh, musical, pretty funny. Uh, musical. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I'm not fond of so musical film, with the exception of maybe Grease, The Pick of Destiny, uh, which is the Tenacious D mm-hmm. uh, film. Uh, there's, like the, there's, pr- uh, there's probably another the movie, one. Uh, the Mechanic. What? Jason Statham. The movie is called The Mechanic. With Jason Statham? No, oh. with Charles Bronson. Oh, it, right. Okay, so it's the, it's the reboot, or the Statham uh, made the reboot. Hmm. I think they should remake uh, uh, the science fiction film called Damnation Alley from, fucking Christ, I don't know, 74, 76, something like that. It's a post-apocalypse film where uh, apparently nukes go off. Uh, and it's so bad that it sort of knocks the earth off of its axis and causes all sorts of freaky you know, weather patterns and places to be radi- You know, it's all okay. this that's, kind of thing. That's not how any of this works. Oh, dude, okay. dude, holy shit, man. I didn't write the thing. Fuck. Okay, go ahead. Anyway. Hey, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, it's got George Hold on, Papard. you can remember the plot. We actually oh, thought it was. His, huh? We actually thought it was. They classified this thing where, like, a spinning thing immediately flips itself over in space because it's weightless because they didn't want the panic, the uh, the people to panic because, in theory, it might have made the uh, planet uh, flip upside down. But then they figured well, out, no, care? no, it Gravity couldn't is still possibly down. do that. But, uh... You know, down down isn't south. Down is down. Okay. Down anyway, the rest south, of the plot. Is, uh, so it starred George Papard, also known as uh, Hannibal Smith from the A Team, and Jan Michael Vincent, uh, who is also uh, the uh, he starred in a bad eighties show called Airwolf. Uh, and they're the two, you know, sort of main and characters. The great- Rick and Morty uh, interdimensional television. Uh, yes. Is the uh, only reason I know who episode. that guy is. Yeah. That's the only reason I recognized his name. I had no <laughs> idea. I didn't even know it was a real person until you mentioned his game, oh, his name. But somehow that name is. I did stuck actually look him up head. and go, oh, oh okay. that guy. Yeah. He has one of those faces, I guess. Anyway, uh, so post apocalypse hey, thing goes on. Up. Hang on. What? Rob. Hold on, Rob. Uh, post-apocalypse thing goes on. Uh, they somehow meet up. Uh, one of them is in the military, and they have this amphibious uh, vehicle. 
And so, of course, you know, a big flood comes and it's all sort of Noah's Ark and they survive in this amphibious vehicle. And then they get back to dry land. They got to go across a desert. They encounter like giant radioactive cockroaches as they try and siphon gas from a gas station and all this kind of crazy shit goes on. And it's a horribly done movie. But like the plot and everything like really flows. Right from chapter to chapter, the way it's put together, it really flows. And I'm like, they need to remake so it's a that horrible fucking movie, movie, but it flows. So it's like diarrhea. It's kind of like, uh, are you familiar with Evil Dead? Um, yes, the movie. I I I wasn't that crazy about uh, about either either of the sure. Evil Deads. But, but you recognize Army that they set darkness. out same, same thing. Army you realize that no, he quit pretending it wasn't Army a comedy. Of darkness was fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, so, so he quit pretending but, it wasn't a comedy and embraced his. But what I'm saying talent. is that they set out to be bad on purpose, right? Because when I'm good, I'm really good. But when I'm bad, I'm fantastic. Yeah. And also, uh, it's for its time. I'm sure it was fine. Right, it's just that technology has come a long way since you know I don't know the late seventies when it comes to movie production. That when you watch this thing, you're like, oh fuck, this is really old. Mm-hmm. It's all grainy mm-hmm. and shit, you know. So at yeah. any rate, I yeah. absolutely adore that uh, uh, can opener chinned man. <laughs> I do. He, Rob, he, he Rob. played Autolycus, uh, King of Thieves, in uh, Xena. And just, uh, I've loved him in everything since. <laughs> Rob, you tried to say something. What was it? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to mention a couple of movies. Uh, uh, the Hidden. The Hidden? I don't know if I've seen that yeah. one or not. What I, Hidden The what? Hidden. It, it's about a, an alien that comes to the uh, to Earth and he you know, gets inside of you and then takes over your body. And then goes and steals Ferraris and robs banks. Convenient <laughs> <laughs> hmm. excuse. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then <laughs> that the must be me. Was... It was the alien that came down. Can you, you know, imagine being that alien? The fucking you're... alien is just absolutely... Yeah, no, that sounds like... That sounds like... Too many it's... voices. So it's like psychic rape uh, uh, as a cow tipping maneuver. Like, okay, my body now. Woo! You're, you're sitting in outer space. Is absolutely indestructible. And then when he's all done with that body, he goes into another one and then he goes and steals another Ferrari. Right, right. But imagine this you're an alien and you've come and you're observing this alien planet to you, right? Because you're the alien. You're observing this, this alien planet. And you decide that after everything you've seen, that what you want to do is steal Ferraris and rob banks. That's what you decide you're going to do. Well, it's meta on the, like, you've stolen a body that then steals a car. That steals money. Right. Steals money. That, and then but what? it steals the money from thieves. And then, then just goes on robbing more banks and stealing more Ferraris. I mean, what are you going to do once I've, you've stolen someone's body, right? That sounds like a dead-end well, I mean, job see, to me. I Where do you go? Cool. How do you get into management, right? You know, like, <laughs> That's not a well, plan. You don't go in and say, I want to buy it. The guy goes in and says, I'm taking this out for a ride, and then never <laughs> comes back with it. I went out for a ride, and I well, never came back. One, that's one I reckon one. if you see an alien doing that, they're planning on crashing the Ferraris. Can the you plan. unionize people who steal Ferraris, bodies, and <laughs> rob banks? 
Well, Wouldn't that be freaky? I you find out that so, the aliens that took all these bodies are now we're part of a union. Do they have their own credit union? Yep. Hey, the other movie was called uh, uh, The Lottery. The other Marine? Who was the first Marine? Movie. The other movie. Movie. No, it was called The Lottery. The Lottery. As if there's only one. Hmm. Well, in this movie, there was there only one that was important. One, apparently, yeah. It was the Highlander of all lotteries. It killed all the rest of the lotteries. I, I don't know anything the else about this movie. The scratching, <laughs> The lottery. <laughs> well, get the quickening. To, uh, it's kind of hard to describe it, Cap. You have to look it up, the lottery, online. Like, it's the one pretty, thing that you know for sure. Like, the movie. storm is about a storm. If you have a no, the and then anything, it, the dollhouse, it, it, it might be a figurative dollhouse. But it's about that it's, fucking dollhouse. It's a religious sacrifice. The lottery. Mm. Told you. Oh, actually, actually, I thought it was a I, tax on being a mathematically ignorant. No, Rob, I actually think I may have seen no, that's the, the what you're one. talking about. Uh, yeah. It, 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 and it's like, it's kind of a take on, uh, uh, like, somehow there's an organization that chooses who lives and who dies. Like, some people have to be, like, sacrificed. It's called the government. Oh, well, and they... Yeah. So well, uh, I mean, let me guess. The twist is that they think it's a lottery, but it's not a lottery. Well, it's a lottery, all right. It's a lottery. <laughs> well, it, I mean, and they're saying that that actually happened in Maine. Yeah. It's it's based on a true story that happened in Maine. Only the names, places, and events have been changed. Up in Maine and steal Ferraris and rob banks. No, no, we're talking That's a different, a different movie now. Oh, we're okay. talking two yeah. different movies here. Okay, we've I'm moved on the from time. the last movie. Now this next movie is called The Lottery. The Lottery. Wait, the Lottery is supposed to be a true story. Yes, it's based on a true story out of the state of Maine. But only the names, well, places, and events have been changed. Based on a, on a true story, oh, well, it, it probably is, but the, the text, the entire text of the true story might be, yeah, they have a lottery in Michigan. I just figured out where the, the term based originated from, based on a true story. Mm. That's totally based. That yep. is, that is. Fringe. That's not based at all. <laughs> no, Fringe was a weird no, no. show on ABC cringe. for a while. Oh, I liked Fringe. Yeah, I did too. Uh, what are we talking about, Rob? So you know what else is based on a true story? Oh, yeah. Every lie ever. The lottery. I wish I could win the lottery, like the, an actual one, but you know, uh, the odds of that are pretty slim. Slim pickings. Well, that is kind of the design. Uh, it can be. That's true. You could design a lottery that more people win than lose, and that is actually how our money system works. Uh, well, oh. you could have a, a lottery where more people win than lose, so long as they they're winning smaller amounts than are being lost. Well, that's the thing. If if, if you go to the bank for your money, there is a chance you will be able to come back with anything from the bank. Mm. There is a chance I will be able to come. Right. If what? you have money in account in an account there, and you decide that you want to go get your money from the bank, Physical there is money. there is right. Physically, there is a chance that you will be able to come back with anything. There is a chance that I will be able to come back with anything. Right. What and, the fuck does that mean? In fact, I'm it's most likely that you will come back. That I will be able... It's improper grammar, but yeah. Whereas, there's also a chance that there was a run on the bank, 
and enough people have uh, say you get it from an ATM usually. Okay, there's a chance that that ATM is empty. Okay, and if you go to the next one, there's a chance that that one will be empty. And every time you draw from your account, there's a chance that you can actually get something. Being empty doesn't stop me from working. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, I found it. it's right here. Oh, what do you got, uh, Rod? The lottery. Uh, it's a short story written by Shirley Jackson. First published in June 26 of 1948. Issues uh, of the New Yorker. The story describes a fictional small American town which observes an annual tradition known as the lottery in which a member of the community is selected by chance and stoned. I mean... Well, that's no way to run a fucking society. Normally, I volunteer to be stoned. <laughs> Every time I've ever been stoned has been voluntary. That's true. And that's what we endorse here. If you should be why, stoned, it will be voluntary. Why, why, would anybody, like, why would anybody accept that? I mean, I, I, I say well, that I say that it well, knowing full well that, that well, this this could be well, analogous Captain, to voting for that. Right. Captain, there's a reason for that, because you're if you're born in that town, you're not allowed to leave. Mm. Oh, it's, it's well, the Hotel California. Convenient. You could check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Exactly. Shit. Oh. How does anyone buy it? They don't. Yeah, no one like buys that cold. shit, but they have to. They have to act like that's what's happening. Hmm. I can relate. Yeah, it's horrible. Well. Well, I mean, in this country, there is a lottery. It's just, at the moment, it's voluntary. Well, it's people signing up for the military. There's a probability, and there's certainly some of them are going to die. There's a probability that any one of them will die. Actually, there's a lottery that everybody on Earth, uh, I don't know if wins is the right word, some people lose, mm. uh, like depending on your, your perce perception. Uh, and that's the lottery of birth. And what I mean by the lottery of birth is you do not get to choose on what plot of land uh, you are born into, right? Right. Uh, you know, uh, I was born in Wisconsin, right? And so, like, a certain set of circumstances, you know, is just sort of thrown upon me. I get no choice in the matter. And it's through that recognizing that lack of choice that makes me, uh, you know, anti-authoritarian or anti-statist, I guess. I don't mind legitimate authority, which is somebody who's an expert in a field of study, mm -hmm. right? Or somebody who's trusted as an eligible person in, you know, a subset of fields. Which in every circumstance is at least some degree of their choice. Right. Uh, so at any rate, uh, this is the, the origin of sort of, you know, how I've, I've come to that is through, you know, that sort of thinking is the lottery of birth is the one thing that all of us are subjected to without any choice. Mm -hmm. right? How do you know? Universally. How do I? Well, I guess all I, of the evidence like, indicates religiously. I don't know. Maybe there's like well, something that there was is like zero evidence. You are you were selected specifically to be born at this time and this date on this plot of land at this latitude and longitude. Like I can't say that that doesn't exist. I can say that the evidence does not support it. 
whatever. Well, exactly. There well, is I'll tell intending. you this much for sure. I don't remember anyone. Uh, I, I don't remember ever choosing this plot of land to be born on. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, no one ever really does remember choosing the particular skin that they chose. to. But uh, Oh, no, mm-hmm. I picked that place. No, you are subject to where you land in reality. Conversely, I did pick New Hampshire to reside in. Right. In the last several years. Right. Once you... Your first breath is something that happens to you. You cannot start it. You have to be either spanked on the ass or your face hits uh, the uh, surface of the water and you take your breath. Or some people, like, it, 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 either way, it's a happening Rob, you're mumbling. You. Pipe down. Wow. <laughs> Here's another example. Uh, what is the moral message of the lottery? Answer and explanation. The moral of the lottery is that people will blindly follow a tradition without belief. Yep. In the story, the townspeople gather on June 27th each summer to hold the lottery and stone to death one of their neighbors. Because so, everybody must the get stoned. To participate. That depends on what you mean by believe. Because I think the most valuable definition of belief is well look at what they do obviously that's what they really believe maybe you don't profess that belief Hmm. but you're doing it so you believe that more than anything else or you wouldn't do it you think humanity should just embrace its uh, evilness and bring back public hangings well, I think they should bring back. I mean, at hangings. least until we run out of politicians. <laughs> <laughs> and child molesters. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. But and you repeat yourself. It's true. Cops. It's true. <sighs> so, yeah, well, there's a time and a place, uh, there's a season for all things. There's a time to throw away stones, a time to gather stones. I'm trying together. to remember the rest of the a lyric. Time a time to, to be born, abstain from hangings, to die, and a time, time to gather all of the politicians together for one great hang. A time to a reap. A time to reap, a time to sow. Something about, I swear it's not too late. Although, of course, the thing is, we have to eliminate the position, not the people. It's for the Because they're a fucking Hydra. You have to eliminate the existence of the government. What are you even talking about? Oh, I see. Go ahead. You can't just eliminate politicians. You'll never run out of them. The world spontaneously well, generates psychopaths. And of course, we were joking power. for anybody listening. Well, people respond to incentives. If, if you make I mean, a place for if, psychopaths if that want power, someone's going to turn into one if you don't have one handy. If, if everybody you'd ever seen elected to office, you'd later seen hanging by his heels like Mussolini, um, and, and there wasn't too much elapsed time, you might decide that there were better grifts that were less risky. It's true. All right. Hey, so uh, why is the uh, story the lottery iconic? In the lottery, the title like. The Are you just like reading Wikipedia to us, Rob? Yeah, yeah I think is that he what is. you're doing? I think you're he is. You're only winning the lottery in a private experience and often introduced a valuable prize. The winner of this particular lottery, however, is stoned to death by their own villagers. <laughs> okay, it, they okay. have a strange definition of the word win. 
there. Um, <laughs> it sounds like he lost. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Rob, thanks for the call, brother. We'll talk to you later. Peace, pot, and peanut butter. <laughs> I think that was the third time he said, and, and they picked someone to be stoned. Hmm. <laughs> But you need not feel so all alone, because everybody must get stoned. It is a fact. Well, I don't know. Everybody must. It's if you may. use it figurative. It's a may. It's a may. Everybody may well, get stoned. Well, if you look at the rest of the song, he's talking about uh, n- not that kind of stoned. Right. And it's a figure of speech. Well, but everyone has to face that kind of uh, scrutiny. About? I've I've never really led, read the lyrics to judgment, mm-hmm. judgment, the judgment of others. Hmm. Something everyone has to face. I didn't know you could smoke it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, That's you got any of that good judgment? Because <laughs> I, I generate a lot of judgment. <laughs> Do you know where I can score some judgment? <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you wrap judgment in? Mm. <laughs> Black robes. I'm not a rapper. I wouldn't know. W R A P P or I, rapper. I, I want to start a new genre of music called rap music, but W A R R A P W R A P. Music played while you're wearing be? your coat. What music played while you're wearing your coat? A coat, at least, or something. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm something maybe one of those maybe it's music specifically for when you're wearing that uh what is it called a snuggie it's like a it's like a backwards bathrobe oh <laughs> it's a blanket but you could like put your arms through it or whatever yeah it's well i can tell like you for sure your your music will snuggie i think yeah. yeah a snuggie no snuggies when they when they it's a wedgie you. isn't it yeah. it's, it's a wedgie if you do it to a girl in the front <laughs> it's a snuggie if you do it in the back wow uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, lower your fucking tone, man. I don't appreciate it, man. Why not? Well, nurse on the snotty end of my meat whistle, then. Thank you. <laughs> How you guys? Hey, man. Um, It's Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey, what's up, Frank? Hey, can you be Frank for a minute? I'll try. <laughs> I haven't been g- timing you. Are you going to be Frank with us now? Well, if you're going to be I'm Frank, gonna, can listen. I be earnest? Um... And let's just all be direct, okay? Uh, uh, Peakless brought up an interesting point. I want to just kind of wax on that for a minute. Um, you're not going to get rid of the politicians, right? Right. They they regrow uh, themselves like hydras. We will never run I, out of Sanu News. We will never run out of any of these fuckers. <laughs> as long as that yeah, position man. exists, it's going to spontaneously generate grifters that are psychopathic enough and talented and skilled enough to get into that position. Yeah, I think it's a it's innate uh, social construct, or not a social construct necessarily. It's just a product of people socializing with themselves and people's egos, right? How do you like, socialize you're socializing with, with yourself? yourself? Are you really socializing? Yeah, more more with each other, but uh, you're, you're really anti-socializing yeah. at that point. I mean, I've but, got I mean, enough it is personalities a, to have a small no, it's, party. It's this weird social construction. We have we have constructed our society in a way that specifically incentivizes psychopaths. 
I don't think who is this built a throne for product because I don't remember anybody ever asking my opinion. Well, you got born Not into the opinion, tail end man. of the process, but it was it was so many generations of people. That's just mm-hmm. like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Frank got that one. Thanks that, for not laughing, guys. Fuck. I, no. Tough crowd. I got it. <laughs> Frank, okay. go ahead. The joke really brought the room no, I, together. It did. It's like a like a area rug. So uh, of the mind. I guess it's more of a question than I don't really have any answers, man. It's just that if it's an inevitability that these type of people uh, produce themselves. They, it, I think of it as people are socialized as they grow up in the environment they're in, and certain people acclimate themselves. Uh, they they uh, position themselves within the, the, the within the tribe or society, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they think they're more attuned to manipulate people versus being productive. Does that make sense? Hmm. Uh, it, it does. It's kind of like uh, uh, a well, practical example that I'm thinking of based on your description would be like when uh, a hot girl discovers she's hot. Mm. <laughs> sure. Well, And it's yeah, a potential not? that certain people have, but it's a choice to build up your ability to manipulate people. Right. When a it's hot a girl discovers she's hot. She... Manipulation as well. Right. Guys, when, that's my point. When a hot girl discovers because, she's hot, she first, uh, you know, has to notice that oh, men give me things for that yeah, they don't give other people. There was a term that we had, and I'm going to say it because we can say it because fuck the FCC. But back in the Amen. day, there was slut shaving, right? Like we had the scarlet letter. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a libertarian. They used to slut shame that's, for keeps. Well. <laughs> Wait, who had a scarlet I, I, letter? Hester Prynne? Do I have to say it? <laughs> oh, man. I'm lost. Your mom jokes aside, I'm just saying that the the thing that uh, society should be using uh, that is nonviolent, I think we can all agree, is ostracization, shaming. Those functions of society are way more effective than violence, of, of the violent central control. Yeah, Repu- right. reputation in you know your right. home community should be of the utmost importance and value to you and the people you interact with. And yeah. I think I'm getting here naturally, and which is rare for me. But uh, I think that ultimately, the best case scenario that we can think of, rather than forcefully remove the politicians and chopping the head off the hydro, which is really not productive right. and it's because uh, if you it, look at the myth it just grows back mm. it's not just not non-productive it's immoral like violence is immoral right it's the, violence like, in no. defense is not immoral violence in defense no, is just uh, impractical it, at this yeah point. we all agree here everybody sure. has a right to decapitate a politician they just don't I have the ability don't agree and it would be <laughs> counterproductive the fact of the matter hey, is you have to buy France, them you can't kill man. them Huh? France still had a government. Look at France. France still had a government. It's just you're replacing one violent criminal with another. Okay. That's mm-hmm. it. So here's the well, thing. Well, you yeah. just have to keep doing it until you run out. 
Well, no, it's you'll not never run out. The hydro we're talking about. <laughs> right. man. You will. So here's the it, thing. The, the question is. Listen, hold on. Hold on. Okay, what do you do with your psychopaths? Hold on, hold on. You have to foster a community that ostracizes, shames people for using that kind of manipulation. So you have to be tight knit. This whole collectivist mindset bullshit that we've been putting up with land of the free, home of the brave, United States, brouhaha, bullshit, garbage is too big it's too big and it will fail not too big to fail it is failing because it is too big you have to have a community beneath the dunbar number i don't know why we don't talk about it more dunbar when i learned about the dunbar well, you number, have to have fucking mind. the most effective way to do this is to have a network of communities that are under yeah. your dunbar number well, sure you can do that but yeah. they interface well, with themselves. Not only can like, you do that, it's going to be the only way to survive. Like, all of the power is decentralizing. Like it or not. Sure. Yeah, but, the, like, I don't know where you guys came from, but I came from a conservative Christian background or whatever. Um, and so I grew up listening to talk radio, Rush Limbaugh and whatnot. Yeah. And whenever they kind of started to kiss, well, we need a violent, uh, like, a statement like, we need a violent uprising. I would get so excited because I was like patriotic. You know, I joined the military out of high school. I, 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 I served my country. I did all these things because I was, I bought into the lie. And then I woke up in my adulthood in the military and realized, Oh, I'm, I'm a slave. I, I'm being used. Right. Right. Um, and so like, whenever I heard all of this, the, the rhetoric around like violent means to an end, mm -hmm. I got excited and then I learned about the nap and then everything clicked after that. And it, it, like everything flows from the nonviolent uh, uh, predisposition right. of solving, uh, solving problems. Right. Because all violence does is we get more violence. So if you know, exactly, you see it yeah. in other countries, a violent revolution, you overthrow whoever's there and it just gets replaced by another bastard. Yeah, property uh -huh. rights yep. is the is the solution for peace. It's a very strange thing that that's how you get well, to the the inability to tolerate those who do not respect peace. The way out is to build better ways of accomplishing the same things. Like people keep saying, "Well, what about the legitimate things that governments do?" Uh, and there are some services that I you know think are rather essential to certain things, like cities really need their uh, underwater waterworks, right? And those are currently state-owned or city-owned, at least, owned by a government of a geographic area. And so, you, yes, you turn that shit over to the free market, but how how does that transition unfold, right? You know, uh, the city should not have a monopoly on providing these services. It should be a competitive market, of course. So you want to get to a point where society can address these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have to start by... Discussion... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Okay, so I think a lot of the discussion is a, a, most of the time backwards. We start talking about, well, who's going to build the roads? That's the end of the story. Right. What I'm advocating for is we need to start building a mindset for expectations of other people's uh, ethical judgment towards uh, solving problems. Mm. And uh, before he flipped, Penn Gillette had a really great uh, um, viewpoint on this. And he's like, well, I, I love the idea of libraries, but I'm not going to 
like steal from someone to build them. That kind of mindset yeah. I think is really positive. Yeah, I don't that's, honestly, that's it in a nutshell. So uh, I think charity is the, the solution that is going to get us from the state providing all of these. So we basically we have to start providing charities every single place that they haven't enforced their monopolies. Right. And so uh, this is a, a quote that I bring up all the time when the discussion leads down these paths. Uh, Buckminster Fuller, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And God damn. where have we Hell seen yeah. this? Cell so 411. Cell 411. Internet. Uh, Uber. Yeah. Right, it, they built a thing that outdid the existing thing, taxi service. Right, um, Craigslist. It built a better way of doing, uh, you know, uh, want ads that newspapers could fucking How do. How do I destroy the horse and buggy industry? Cryptocurrency. Right, it is a now better version. That would be a hell of a hell of a business. Distributed, well, I think decentralized Craigslist. As much as I, I'm, I'm a crypto miner. Yeah. And um, I love Bitcoin. I, you know, I, I do a dollar cost averaging on Bitcoin. Sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm a long-term hodler. But I think that like the biggest thing I'm nervous about with Bitcoin is that they're going to make this shit illegal, man. They're, they're going to say the only currency they dare not. allowable. Honestly, they dare no, not. No, no, no. If they but incentivize can. privacy, <laughs> privacy will Wait. get developed. They, they can, they can make anything illegal and. They can. The It'll just blow up they, in their faces. They, exactly. The war on drugs, man. They don't give a fuck about us. They want control, yeah, obviously. man. Obviously, but that's going to be that, that's going to cause the reverse of what they want. So that would incentivize everyone to put blood. a bunch of dollars into Monero all of a sudden. And that's something they can't put up with at all. Well, I'm crossing my fingers, man, every day. You know, I, 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 I hedge against this, but I, I realize the reality, and I, I, I guess like my, my second point that I'm trying to get to is, I think, like, what's our next step? I think intentional communities right. is really where it's at. And I, that's I, I love that's why we're in New Hampshire, is we yeah, have gone yeah, to where a bunch of other voluntarists live so that we can be physically close to each other, which is very efficient for sharing resources, including the resource of our own time and company. Now the but next you guys step, actually own I the think. Land that, go ahead. I, I want to hear the, you. The next step, Nobody. I think, should be basically issue a issue a coin called Sight Nights. Okay, sell them at, <laughs> sell them at ten bucks. I'm Shut the following. fuck up! I know you've heard it before, but he hasn't. I, no, I just love when nobody talks about issuing a coin. It's my favorite thing about nobody. <laughs> well, you know, there, we haven't even scratched the surface of what can oh, be done. Oh, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely. like I was 100%. coming up with new ideas for computer programs in the '60s when none of them have, had been written. Yeah, but basically, okay. you you issue issue a coin. Called Sight Nights, um, and basically you create um, probably four hundred thousand of them, sell them for ten dollars each. Okay, that gives you four million dollars. You then spend three million of those to buy Rogers Campground, and you start 
uh, you start letting people redeem these coins to for uh, to spend one night in the campground, which site is why night, it's yeah. called a site night. Right. Um, so basically, um, you you end up what what I what I would hope to end up with would be a pork fest that starts in like March and ends in September. <laughs> um, right, closed right. during the winter. And yeah, that's well, during the winter it probably wouldn't be closed, but a lot of people would leave and like the hardcore guys who yeah. had like uh, mobile homes. Right, a few, few people on site, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, there are people who live up there all year round sure. now. Um, and and so the the other opportunity that that gives you, though, because you've got such close proximity with, you know, one to three thousand other agorists slash libertarians, um, that's going to produce a whole lot of opportunities to innovate and to benefit and to synergize and do all of those things that uh you know it's that make a, life better i mean everything from uh you know pooling all our inter internet connections and having a blazing fast lan and i mean it's um, a, it's a good model for setting though? up a, a a whole range of prod of uh projects so you set up something like that where like whatever your output is, in this case, like site nights, the the more people that want to stay here, the more useful site nights there are going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, since this is a renewing resource year over year, it's just, okay, well, whenever I get around to redeeming it, yeah. whenever someone's not there that I want to be there. Um, so any project where you can section off mm -hmm. what your product's going to be like that. Uh, you can then distribute it like that and create a decentralized autonomous organization that are all uh, the value that they create to make that project work makes their site night equivalents valuable. And hey, uh, we're out of time, token, guys. So nobody. And it's, it's, you decide you want you're no longer interested in in the uh, Frank. Thanks in, for the call, man. The we appreciate you. Then you just sell the coins to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And with that, we wrap up episode 23 of Beard Talk Live. We're going to take you out with a little bit of a parody song. This is called Laundry. Peace.
approximately 